Attention patriots. Tired of the tyranny and crime in the sanctuary cities? Flee the city and seek refuge in the American Redoubt. FleeTheCity.com. Move to the freedom of Idaho, Montana, or Wyoming. FleeTheCity.com. FleeTheCity.com. Katie Armor raised the standard. Finally, AR500 steel core body armor that comfortably conforms to the chest and torso. Unique design distributes weight, feeling lighter, increases mobility, and lessens fatigue. Introducing the Combat Quad Bend CQB, a revolutionary plate-forming process that caters to the end user. The CQB is an industry game changer, a must-have for the ladies. Available now only at katiearmor.com, C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Come and take it. You're listening to Resolution Radio. 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 ResolutionRDO.com. Never duplicated. This is the one and only Fash the Nation, your guiding light in a sea of degeneracy. Hello and welcome to episode 542 of Fash the Nation. This is the show that is the sworn enemy of unshut lying mouths, Jewish hypocrisy, grugness, and Finkelthink, with talent on loan from perhaps the birthday man himself, uh, Adolf Hitler, this week. We always give it to Goebbels, but maybe somebody else is giving us the talent on loan. I don't know. Maybe that's sacrilegious, but happy birthday to Hitler, uh, who is helping us bring you excellence and anti-Semitism right in the middle of Shabbat each and every week. Uh, I'm Jazz Hans McFields, and I am rejoined. We have a rejoinder. Uh, we have Warren Baylog in the studio on video for, uh, but you were here for the advent of video FTN. So I was, I was, but I'm still not used to it. Uh, this is um, <laughs> especially the fact that I have normally when we do the show, I have this, these giant, uh, what do you call it? Uh, one of the big uh, headsets over, uh, over ear headphones. They call yes, over ear headphones that are like, I look like princess Leia and star Wars, you know, with the original one with the, the big, big buns. With the, yeah. yeah, the buns on my head. Uh, buns so, yes. Yeah. So, so with the, with the, you sound, uh, compared to your normal, you know, robust, like very much in both ears kind of stereo. Oh. Now it's just in one ear. It's kind of a, a puny, uh, uh, version of, of well my laptop mic could be on i mean that could be the case i went i went like two hours <laughs> into the nrm interview and of course um andreas is so polite that he'll never tell me that my audio quality is potato uh until i realized it i click a button and he's like whoa jazz hands, you you sound so full and i said yes <laughs> i've been talking on my laptop mic and <laughs> he just he's too polite to tell me but right. it, it has happened in Streamyard uh is is definitely the tool to do it but um 
you and Borzoi had a happy birthday uh, Hitler uh, stream on on 420, uh, which which was fantastic. I, people can catch the rerun of that, I think, um, but they have to be they have to be paywall subs in order to do that. That is behind the was it free or behind the paywall? Uh, did you charge? The oh, you see, so you did charge entry, entrance to Hitler's birthday. Oh yeah, shame. It was a private party. <laughs> yes. He probably would have done the same thing too. It's not like he would have oh, yeah. just had some big public. Well, there probably would have been a public and a private event. Hitler did not give away Hitler content for free. Yes, it's it's it's, it's, it's true. <laughs> and anyone can celebrate Hitler's birthday. Nobody's saying yes. that it's exclusive. Just go celebrate. Yeah. Um, but his birthday on Thursday. Uh, and uh, yeah, I saw I saw this. We're not. We we're going to talk about this. We're going to just really. I'll briefly mention this and. We'll move on, but I saw this guy Carl Lagerfeld in the news, and he's he's a fashion designer that died a while ago, not too long ago, but long enough ago that you know you sort of have to think back uh, when the last time you saw this guy. And uh, when I say saw this guy, maybe it would be helpful if I, uh, oh, you know, just put the put the freaking browser on the screen. There he is, this guy. Um, have you ever seen this guy before? He died in like two thousand. I don't remember when. Um, maybe 10 years ago, five years ago. You ever seen this guy before? I'm still seeing the uh, awesome Hitler graphic. Oh, because I, yeah, that would, that would be, that would be really helpful if I just, uh, you know, shared the share thing and didn't, there we go. Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, you ever seen this guy before? I mean, like heavily, heavily like cosmetic surgeried. Wow, he looks um, like Dr. Strangelove. Yeah. Like well, the gloves and the glasses and the mm-hmm. hair. And his 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 this is his attire. This is what he wears. He's a fashion designer. Was um, and uh, he used to lie about. Now I'm not saying he's based. I'm just saying, just making a, a just sort of an uh, observation. He used to lie about where he was born, what year he was born. Um, he used to tell people that his last name was actually Swedish for a long time. Um, but after he died, then people researched. Uh, who his parents were, he frequently lied about where his parents lived in Germany and blah, 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 blah. But they, they were Nazis. Um, and I think <laughs> it was pr- pretty clear for, you know, they, they did a whole uh, look into this guy. And um, now what he did say, he did have some controversial things that he said throughout his life. He did say some anti-Semitic things. Um, one of the things that he said, which he claimed was supposed to be philo-Semitic, was during the European refugee crisis. So he was at least alive for that. Um, he said, why would we kill 6 million Jews only in order to invite in 6 million of their worst enemies, meaning Arabs? Um, and I don't know whether he was doing like a subtle denial of the Holocaust. Yeah, what's the logic there? That's a little, uh, <laughs> that's one of those things that it's like, what? <laughs> I know. Yeah, well, it felt, I mean, the way that Jews took it was, well, admit that six million died, Carl, because it sounds like you're questioning that, like, right, right. Um, and he said, you know, he he sort of did the bit where he's like, I- I'm just provocative by nature, which is yeah, actually I mean, a really funny either, thing. <laughs> did you like- deny the Holocaust, Carl? Look, I'm just provocative by nature, okay? That's all. It's either like, it's either like, See, we've brought in all these, uh, 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 yeah, these enemies of Jews. So that shows that we didn't kill six mil. 
or 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 it's like or we did kills why would we go to all the trouble to kill those he was criticizing the migrants coming in he did not like it but it's still it doesn't yeah that's a that's a that's a difficult like that's one of those problematic uh statements that's just like you know there's no way you can cut that up slice that that, that's going to make anybody happy (laughs) no yeah and he yeah he just but then he does the non-denial denial denial, where he's just like look i'm provocative it's a great non-answer um but it's just funny that i mean it's a guy like do you really think that by telling people that you were born somewhere else born in the 40s like the different parents with different names like nobody was ever gonna like put this together but i think you know at the same time this guy probably thought that uh they were gonna take all this shit away yeah. if they found out if, if they I mean, found out a, like he was a nazi sympathizer then i mean this guy is for sure for sure is is like and his just parents slow- were and he was yeah. born in 1930 i think his actual birth date was 1931 so this right. dude would have been like you know coming of age at this time with parents who would have been um you know, very kind of like central to it, but a deep dive that I'd like to do at some point, And there's probably a whole companion deep dive that could be done with this is I, I saw on this, this website, uh, the, the Jewish Federation of San Diego, uh, was talking about how Carl Lagerfeld helped to cleanse Chanel of its, uh, anti-Semitic Nazi past. Now, most people know about Hugo Boss and, uh, when you branch out into other fashion designers, but beyond that into like Krupp Steel and, Porsche Peak and all these different companies uh, that were extremely uh, pro Hitler. The Porsche Peak, who uh, that's the family that still owns Volkswagen and Porsche today. They own a private controlling interest in the company. Um, their grandfather, Porsche, uh, Ferdinand Porsche, Ferry Porsche, was a member of the SS. And all these pictures that one of these really great Hitler channels on uh, Telegram was posting maybe like a month or two ago. I saved them all um, of Ferry Porsche showing Hitler the prototype of the Volkswagen Beetle for the first time in front of uh, the brand new Volkswagen factory that was opening. I know the picture. <laughs> I know the picture. I've, or I've, at least I've seen a picture, a very famous picture of Hitler looking at the prototype of the Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. Multiple pictures, like, and some of them were colorized. Some of them were upscaled to HD. Um, yeah. And and I showed I showed my wife because I the the ones that had been upscaled to HD and were in color. Um, she does. She's you know she loves Hitler. Obviously, um, everybody who knows the story. Um, what what happened on our first date we're all gonna go into all that now um <laughs> she 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 knows she didn't know about like this this little slice of it not not a lot of people really do um and i i was pointing out to her like the look on ferdinand porsche's face as he was showing the fear this prototype and i was telling my wife you know that that's the beetle i mean that's the beetle in the 1930s like that's how far ahead of its time it was and you know how popular that car was in the 60s and 70s cuz it was a good design um right. it was german made it was well known but when you look at these pictures that were color and hd and you look at uh, ferdinand porsche's face and he's you can tell that he is so proud to be showing uh, the fear her this automobile, but not just because it's it's his. Like a, a lot of people are like, that's mine, and he liked what I did. It's like there's a whole factory behind them. The factory is, you know, his car company was called Porsche, but he was also presiding over Volkswagen. I mean, they were really building the people's car. He believed yeah. in the cause. He believed in the and he had all these people surrounding them. But it was like his moment, probably probably the proudest moments in his life where. 
he has this culminating design that becomes little did he know um you know uh, uh, what car design remains kind of popular for 40 or 50 years one that a, was created by nazis <laughs> i have a documentary called television uh, under the swastika i think it's called and it's a great documentary i think it's available on youtube uh or you can find it on some of those free uh, apps like tubi but it's all about how the nazis developed to broadcast television in the in the 40s you know in in and it was a limited number of people had the sets but it's amazing how all the stuff we associate with the 50s like the automobile it, where everybody has a car every family has a car uh, every family gets a tv uh, mm -hmm. the nazis already were, were developing these things had these things for the germans in the even in some cases in the 30s in the 30s and uh but but in their in their kind of racial socialist way, you know, I mean, it's funny because we associate that stuff with consumerism, Volkswagen, people's car. You look at the, um, you look at the Soviet union and the, uh, the communist States and where, you know, big socialist countries, right? Where's the stuff like that? You know, where's the pro programs like that? So always with national socialism, it's like that nice balance between, you know, the modern conveniences, the cool shit that people had in the 40s and the 50s for the first time. You have a television set, you have, an, you have a family car, every family owns a car. But the Nazis do it without the excessive consumerism and corporate culture and, and just soulless, you know, raceless uh, uh, materialist values. It's all like in integrated into this Volksgemeinschaft. I don't know. They just, they were the best with, with everything. They were the best and they were ahead of everybody with everything. Oh yeah, they, they were ahead of everybody with everything. I'm trying to unzip these because. By the way, I fucking hate this term slave labor. Someday I want to do a whole thing on that. When they say Nazi slave labor, it's like slavery is a specific thing that refers to when human beings are owned as property, and forced labor is something that the Nazis did it during the war. So did the Americans. Just look up American forced labor, British forced labor. Americans did yeah. it to Germans, to POWs. Forced labor is something that every country did in World War II. So it's like why when the Germans have forced labor, it's not slavery. You do not have human beings being bought and sold on the market. That's an American thing, you know. It's it's not that, and and families do not own human beings as property. It's not slavery. It's not slave labor. It's forced labor. And again, it's the same wartime thing that Americans had. Sorry, little rant there, but that no, always bothers just, me. It, when it's, it's all it's all the bullshit projection. Um, keep yeah, filibustering because. Because I almost have these photos like ready. Okay, to I will filibuster then. Yes, it's absolutely projection. You know, they call the Nazis. There's a famous line where they they Hitler talks about gangsters. He says they call us gangsters. He says, well, of course you have to refer to something in your own country. He's like, we do not have gangsters in Germany. I mean, how mm -hmm. often do you think of like German gangsters, right? It's and like especially the, not under the out of its, It's like when the press goes out of its way to call like a white guy who committed a crime a thug. Yes, right, right, right. Yes, exactly. That's, a thug. That right there is a thug in it. And yeah. like conservatives do it too to to show how like totally uh totally not racist they are, of course. But that that slave labor thing always always really bothers me. It's like slavery is a capitalist institution. It is not something that you would have in a socialist Reich. And it's something that, uh, you know, if you want to accuse the Germans of, you know, the reason why they had forced labor 
was because every man who could work was in a uniform with a gun fighting and risking his life. So I think mm -hmm. it's pretty um, mild, actually. If, you know, if, if, I'm, if I'm being told, you know, here I am, the master race, you know, Fritz, you know, whatever, um, and I'm the, I'm the Fritz Schmidt, and I'm, I'm the member of the Aryan master race, and, and the Fuhrer is saying, okay, well, here's a, you know, here's a bolt-action rifle. I'm going to send you into Stalingrad now in the winter. And you're going to try to beat the Russians versus, you know, a, a, a Czech or a Pole or a Russian or a Ukrainian or whatever that they say, OK, we just need you to work in a factory and produce this shit. I think I would take the factory job, actually, as the as the subhuman untermensch slave laborer. That would be probably way less dangerous and preferable to being the, you know, master race superior uh, overlord who who has to go and actually do the, the, the fucking hard fighting. So it's just like. <laughs> Yeah, it just drives me crazy, that kind of shit. It, it's just, you know what it gets me about it? The Nazis were not um, capitalists who want to sit in leisure while they work other people to death for their profits. Like, that whole idea is something that is capitalist. It is, it is uh, more in the Anglosphere. It's not, I don't want to blame the English for it, but it's more in something you see in the Anglosphere. It's just not something well, you see with the. It's 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 Judaized capitalism because yes. like the German the German brand of capitalism, which I look at, was actually in the Anglosphere at one point too, because Anglo's and and, and Germans are, I mean, ethnically a lot of shared uh, traits there. Um, sure. I think that the Anglosphere got very Judaized because of, of Jewish control of their banking system for so long. And they were trying to do it to the Germans and you got Hitler. Um, but the, uh, I forget where I was going with that. There was something. Well, you were talking about the Germans, the way the Germans are with capitalism. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, the German industry. I mean, ones that have become publicly traded companies like Siemens, um, right. appropriately named Siemens, like became very gay and shitty. Um, right. They, they, you know, they, they've locked uh, arms with Larry Fink and they're doing the ESG bit, but there's the whole kind of strata called the German Mittelstand, which is like all these private, large, medium to large companies in Germany that are privately held. Um, and they, they are very, they, they don't believe in this like, uh, endless growth model that right. uh, America believes in. And they look at you kind of strange if you ask them, um, well, why aren't you trying to increase your profits year over year? And a couple of these people have come out and said, like, actually, in some cases, we want to decrease our profits. Right. And Jews are like, you know, and, and even like students of business are just like, why? Why would you do that? That's that's idiotic. And we want to shrink. We actually want to like decrease our footprint. Why? Because we don't want to fail is the answer. Right. So a lot of these like hyper growth models fail. Like most, a lot of sustainable. It's sustainable. It's sustainable. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and they say things like we have a duty, like people in America move all over the place, you know, for jobs, uh, people in Germany still it's changing, but still tend to live in the same town they grew up in. They walk to work. Uh, they might drive to work, and that that business, part factory, part kind of family structure, is is a, a function of the community. And if that if the owner of that business, which is usually like the third or fourth generation, is is pursuing some sort of like venture capitalist, like I mean, everybody working for him is going to be like, guy, like you're putting all of our livelihoods at risk. 
you're like putting maybe even the whole village at risk. Like, why would you do this? And so as a result, they build these, these companies that are very high. They put out very high quality goods. So it's very difficult to compete with them. And they're German. And they don't, they don't want public. They don't like publicly traded is just like looked at as like a grift. In yeah. America, we're just, we're just like, yeah, publicly trade, you know, sell shares in your company, man. And it'll get bigger, man. Your yeah. company will be yeah. good, man. It's like, yeah. And it'll get hostily taken over, man. Yes. And that's what they did, man, in the fucking 1980s, you fucking retards. They green mailed the shit out of you. And you know what? I could talk about this forever, but they, there's a whole story about this. Now that I have these pictures up on the screen, this is, uh, that is Ferdinand Porsche. With Adolf Hitler and the um, the convertible version of the Volkswagen uh, Beetle prototype, and I don't know that it was called the Beetle, but maybe somebody will tell me that it was. But look at the dashboard with the with the, the oh, V, yeah. like yeah. But there's more of this too. Look at the, this is the the little model, and look at it. Look at Hitler. Like Hitler's just like that's the I picture know I know. Yeah, yeah. Heinrich yeah. Hoffman snapped that one. In the previous picture, also the guy standing with Hitler is Robert Ley, who was uh, the Reich labor leader. And, uh, you know, if you look up, he, he's a, an underrated figure. Like I say, I always try to emphasize people who uh, the, the system always plays up figures like Heinrich Himmler, who ultimately who betrayed Hitler and was a terrible, um, you know, Himmler. You could actually uh, sort of compare to Judas in terms of um, his his final betrayal of Hitler in the last days of the war. But Robert Ley. <laughs> Robert Ley is the kind of Nazi that they don't want to emphasize, um, but he was a true socialist. That guy was a true socialist. And, um, you know, you can read about his programs, but I mean, the, the German labor front uh, was the largest, I think it was the largest labor organization in the world at the time. I mean, it was one gigantic union that had all the German laborers in it. So but Robert Ley is the one behind Strength Through Joy and the, you know, the, 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 the cruise ships and the beautification of factories. And of course, the Volkswagen is all tied to that. So it's just interesting to point that out. Well, and, and the, the interesting thing about this, too, is we're like going through the slides. Um, and it's always interesting with Warren on the show because none of this is in the prep. None of this is in the prep. A little bit is with Hitler's birthday, but um, it it is uh, what's what's interesting about this is you're going through and you're looking at this is the grand opening of this factory. Oh, that's cool. Um, I've never seen that picture. Oh, these are really cool, and the fidelity on these is really good. Um, look, a black guy, Warren. What are we going to do now? That's <laughs> um, it's just the shadow. What uh, a cool but, looking car, you know? I mean, what a great little is. like Art Deco, like just cool car. I mean, it's well designed. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe like liberals were right all along. Like maybe their infatuation with this vehicle in the 1960s and 70s was because it was Hitler's Hitler's, uh, you know, a product of Nazism. I wonder what a liberal would do. Like if you went back in time and you know, some chicks driving around in her Volkswagen Beetle with like a flower in the in the cup holder or something, and they're like, you know, you know where that car came from, sweetheart, didn't you? Don't you? <laughs> Isn't it interesting how much more modern it looks than the cars you associate with the period? I mean, when you think of those yes. cars from that time, like the Ford Ford, you know, uh, the, what well, is it does kind of look like a Ford Roadster. I mean, the the, the that's the, true, the, yeah. If you look up like a 19 now this was probably about 10 years out of its time though because if you look up like a a 48 Ford coupe it looks right. very similar to this yeah right um, right but but but, but this, first in the 30s in the 30s you didn't see cars that looked like this no, this streamlined no, this is just, very aerodynamic and much yes. smaller like if yeah. you sit next to a Volkswagen Beetle 
they're small. A Ford, yes. a 48 Ford, it was still a big fucking car back then. Right. Um, right. But uh, where I was going with this is that, you know, this is the opening of this, uh, I think, Baden-Württemberg, or I forget which factory this was, but major, major uh, factory opening for Volkswagen. And you can see uh, more of the car. And uh, I don't know, you can pop in with the history of some of who, who these are. Who's the, who's the guy with this giant, like, crown on? Some sort of bishop or something? I don't know. I'm not sure. That is a... Yeah, wow. These these are great pictures, though. I have not seen these pictures before. You have not seen them? No. The only one I've seen is the one where he's Hitler's, uh, you know, looking at the little miniature model. Uh, yeah, there you go. This is Hitler in the car. I don't know if you've seen this one. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then, and then, oh, the, so this is this is. Uh, they call him Ferry Ferdinand Porsche. Is the right. guy standing next to him the whole time? So he's in every one of these photos, um, yeah. pointing stuff out and. Uh, yeah, there you go. There's another look at all the different and look, they see the in true German fashion, they don't just we don't just make one prototype, we make right. three and possibly four. We can't see them all in the photo, but we have the coupe, we have the targa, which is the the Porsche targa, is that like roll top and then the hard top. Um, and I don't know what other options they have here, but uh, they did them all. Um, to show you because uh, it's like that people make fun of communism and socialism is you're all just going to get the same shitty loaf of bread. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, because uh, communism produced Porsche in Volkswagen and you don't like those things. Those are bad. Oh, well, you know, I mean, I mean, in my in my in my small town, they used to have a local locally owned department store and a Kroger and then Kmart moved in and then Walmart moved in and then. The local uh, department store was bought out by a slightly larger company called Magic Mart that had like 11 stores. And they had different things from Walmart and Kmart had different things from Walmart. Well, eventually Kmart finally shut down and then Magic Mart finally shut down. And now you can go to Walmart and that's it. And this is a very rural area. So you have the uh, one place where you go to get. Dollar store right. replace like all right, the shit. The dollar store, right. Exactly. I mean, there's one going up in my in my little tiny town of 200 people here. So uh, right now they're building a dollar store. So it's like, it's like, oh man, yeah. Imagine living in the, the, in the socialist country where, where you only get the one, the one thing to choose from. <laughs> you know? I mean, America more and more, man, is just, it's just being everything is just we've talked about this before but everything is just being wheedled down to like a couple of monopolies you know a few things there's actually a mm -hmm. starbucks going up too and you know it's just like the same fucking three brands is all you see but yeah no this is what a picture hitler speaking there before it i mean i was again, gonna say he's like making a speech in front of the cars the opening of the factory and I don't yeah, know I mean, this is this all a big plot? You know, his his real plan is to cast six million Jews, and this is just you know, this will make it easier. You know, design this, this like the window car. dressing guys, yeah, like, to yeah, fool right. everyone. Yeah, this is how he fooled you by like putting the, these baubles in front of the people. It's like, okay, why are they wasting time and resources? Develop, you know, they say, oh, the autobahn was just for military transport. Well, then why? Why it, are they doing this? And if it's fake, why, why? Why are they still being used today? Like, why is the company still existing? Right. Today? Like, right, why is it one exactly. of the greatest companies in the world? Like, yeah, you and that, still that's buy like, this car. You can still buy a Beetle today. Like. Yeah, they look they look dumb, and the engine's not in the right place. But um, right. 
but uh, the thing I was going to say about this is is what Jews have tried to get revenge on these uh, these business owners, um, and they they came after um, they've come after the family that that owns BMW, and I don't know if people know this or not, but the family that owns BMW, still privately held company, um, is or holds a controlling interest in in the company, um, is are the descendants. Of Joseph Goebbels, uh, the woman that he married, that had kids from another father. Yes. Um, um, those are all Quant. Like, Quant. Harold Quant was, was yes. his, his son-in-law, who uh, <laughs> who survived the the war. And Goebbels' final uh, letters that he wrote right before he died, it, he wrote a letter to his son, his son-in-law Harold. And it's interesting because that firm later employed, uh, I think. Um, couple of the big nazi you know war heroes who were still like loyal like uh i think uh hans ulrich rudel the, the famous dive bomber who i did a whole thing on recently uh mm. on the warren report was hired by so he's like he you know the son-in-law goebbels son-in-law is and magda goebbels son by her first marriage is like hiring these guys and giving them jobs and stuff you know very cool yeah yeah it is it is cool um and they've they those guys have structured their companies um, and Porsche in particular, without going into all the, the, the nitty gritty of this, but um, I say Porsche peak because it's Porsche hyphen peak P I E C H, which is uh, another kind of branch of the family that, 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 that built Porsche and ultimately built Volkswagen. Um, and the company is still controlled by, I think it's like six male heirs um, of various ages, and they've kept it in the family. Uh, and it was in the 1960s, maybe in the 1970s, that as Jews were really like going hard on, I think maybe actually been after reunification, after the wall fell. Yeah, like this big push, Jews made another big push to try to green mail the Porsche Peak family out of the controlling interest in Volkswagen. Um, and they, they, they really bent the e- the eu the nascent eu backward at the what time is greenmailing jazz you've used that term several times and i feel like i should it's, know what that is oh it's like blackmailing but you do it with money basically leveraged buyout hostile takeover of a of a okay. company um which is very easy to do in america because it's structured favorably for jews they do this right. all the time right. all these companies in america switched hands from being like gentile owned or privately owned to being taken public and then taken over. Like they convinced Goy, oh, we're going to make you rich if you take it public. Look how big your company will get. And then you take it public. They get a proxy vote on your board. Then they take you over. And that's it. You you walk in one day and it's not your company anymore. Wasn't that great? Um, so, so, pri- so privately held companies are the more based route, yes. basically. Well, yeah. and, even, and even Larry Fink has predicted that because ESG has gone so poorly that you're going to have this big shift of companies wanting to go private and Fink has said that the way that we combat this is we tell, we just tell the public that um, not that they're not doing ESG. I mean, we can tell them that, uh, but we're going to tell them that these are people who want to go the Enron path. They want all their books <laughs> behind the, behind closed doors. They don't want transparency. It's like, well, let's see your books. Keichel. Let's see. What yeah, like. You know, that's an interesting thing. I've thought about this before as well with um, I, I read something. Uh, I think it was in um, I think it was actually in the uh, Hitler global biography. Oh, I thought um, you were going to say Mein Kampf. 
No, I, I think it was that uh, where there's always it was, something in Mein Kampf that is. Really oh weird. yeah, of course. But there was something where Hitler talked about private companies as being uh, like, you know, you, you, there's a there's a sense of the Fuhrer principle at work where where the owner is someone that everyone knows who they are, you know, and there's one owner there's, or there's one family that, that, that there's like one owner that everybody knows versus a CEO that is hired, you know, by a board. It's an interesting thing. I've worked for both, you know, I've worked for companies that are publicly traded and I've worked for, and it's, it's funny because uh, yeah, there's a different, different culture with a company that's owned. I mean, uh, people know I worked for for Cablevision on Long Island like years ago, and Cablevision was owned by the Dolan family at that time. And then they sold out after I left the company to this larger like international conglomerate. But it was mm. different from then working for Comcast, which was this big thing. But I know um, what was I going to say? Um, Trump, Trump, the Trump Organization, you know, is a great example of how a privately held company that that is like one owner that's the guy. Uh, gives him a sort of power and a leverage that you wouldn't have in a publicly traded company. I, I just inter- I don't know that anyone has ever written about that jazz. Like like the the that that how publicly traded is a more permeable Jew controlled or or able to be Jew controlled uh, because it's just I guess financialized kind of. It's just it's just everything's broken down into monetary units and that's how ownership is determined. I don't know. That's just that's something that should be. At some point, you should write something about that because you'd be the guy to write about it. Yeah, the whole the whole thing needs to be re envisioned because it's just become very perverted. Uh, but but really quickly, let me finish this thing on Porsche sure. Peak and what they're trying to do. Well, so they want they wanted to. I mean, obviously, like Jews and control of Western Germany and just the, through the United States, uh, both during and following the Cold War, um, they have they have uh, really tried to put a boot on the neck of these these people who i mean look look how they treat anybody who even had some tangential connection to world war ii atrocities right quote right. unquote atrocities atrocities from one side that didn't happen but no 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 remedy for the other um you know they're, they're taking 90 year old 96 year old prison guards who may or may not have even been there um and and like are extraditing them and doing this what do you think they want to do to the grandsons of like literally members of the SS who now own all of the, 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 what they look at, see, it's like Jew as Jews loot and steal from everybody. They look at BMW and Porsche and Krupp steel and all these, these companies that really had no consequences after the war as, right. as, as war crimes participants, because I, I've actually heard a German, a large, an owner of a large German business, um, one of these Mittelstand, like private sector businesses that's not publicly traded and never will be. Um, he said, we didn't, the Germans didn't lose World War II. We came in second. And what he meant by right. that is, is that like communism lost. And right. for, and for a lot of those capitalists that gotten like, and it's again, a different type of capitalism. It's not our type of capitalism. I'm not defending capitalism, but theirs is actually somewhat honorable and just. And right. you, you can like, stake your claim on that based on uh, their collective bargaining system and, and everything else that Jews are actively right now trying to destroy um, yeah. and, you know, putting together minimum wages in in Germany, just all kinds of bullshit. But anyway, point being is they've tried to make in on the heels of world war two, they they've tried to make Europe more like America and less like, uh, you know, they defeated Hitler 
but did they defeat the and they made it all about you know killing Jews and whatever but did they defeat this idea that um business owners and owners of the means of production and capitalists really rule over the society or is it more of a collective effort and there are some people who just have to be managers of the firm right um right. there is no like you know, the CEO isn't paid 99 trillion times the amount of the lowest paid worker. It's right. like, it's a relatively like decent proportion um, because that guy well, is it's actual social responsibility. It's actual social. Res That's the funny thing about ESG. The, in theory, the idea of ESG is actually not a bad theory. That's you know what I mean? That's why they can sell it to people. That's right. Why it, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and leave it to them. You know, you talk about a Finkel fight. Leave it to them to set this thing up so that it's like the conservative right-wing white position is a patriot yeah, right. it's just unli unlimited capital just dollars flowing for whatever without any kind of social anything responsibility and then the like jewish liberal thing is capital tied to social responsibility and what does that mean tranny shit anti-white mm -hmm. shit you know etc that's all this garbage yeah, but like yeah. the guy, the guy that owns the factory that has three hundred employees in it, that's been there for two hundred years, somewhere in Bavaria or wherever it is uh, on the Czech border, um, you know, these like industrial heartlands of of, of Germany. Um, some guy like that has a responsibility to every baby born in that community that that is born of a factory worker. He has responsibility to the environmental quality uh, of the air of the river because all of the people who uh, work at that factory, not only work at that factory, but own that factory right. and like right. control its products and whatever, and benefit from the factory being there. They also have to drink that water. They also have to, to deal with that. And, and that's not how Jewish industry works. The, the, those people aren't on the receiving end of any of the pollution that they're doing. Um, and so all of this stuff is, is the, the true environmental, social, and governance is, is actually just being a good custodian of your com community. And that's what Larry Fink sells it as. But like the, the, the Jewish version of that is like cut off your penis um right. like stop using gasoline because you're helping the russians uh but and also you're causing the planet to become warm i know that's an issue that you and i disagree on but like i think the majority of of the concern about global warming and use of raw materials even if it's a real phenomenon set that aside it's very clear that the only reason that that became propaganda was to try to own the russians and the chinese of course not of course, not because yeah. they cared about the environment but yeah. But but see that's disingenuous, right? It, it's it's the but the the local guy cares about this stuff. Right. So anyway, net 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 net. Porsche Porsche Peak is this massive like dominating brand. Um, they they successfully brought Daimler Benz, Mercedes Benz, because you look how many different like attempts they've made to marry up Mercedes with different American automakers, and it doesn't work really well. Um, like they they even paired it up with Chrysler at one point and it's just like uh and lo and behold like Mercedes has gone from looking like a very classic car that Hitler would have rode around in to being a very expensive car that looks like a nigger designed it no offense to people who like Mercedes-Benz but that's what Cadillacs look like too Cadillacs used to be very classy 
upholstered seats, wood grain interiors, very like traditional styling. And now it's all like piano black plastic and like shiny keys and buttons and glowing screen. It looks like a fucking nigger bobble. And that's what Mercedes looks like too. But you when get into that change happen. Like I'm not a big car guy. So like 10 when or did 20 the- years ago, 10 or 20 years ago, really 10 or 20 years ago when they, when they started like getting rid of the hood ornament, cause the hood ornament was like the, the thing that made it feel like a Mercedes when you drive around and you, you see that thing like out there, way out there on the long hood of the car. Um, right. It's cool. Cause all cars kind of have them. Um, but point being is, so they succeed at breaking up the, the Mercedes uh, class, right. right? Then they go to, tar- they've tried to target BMW. They've, and what they do is they'll, they'll say, you know, they'll, they'll bring up the fact that the family has some history with, with Nazi Germany. And they'll say, you know, do you feel bad about that the Holocaust happened? Or for, do, you, do you agree that it happened? Was it six million? Um, and, you know, do you feel bad that it happened? They'll come back a couple of years, ask that question. And then they'll come back and they'll ask things like, well, what is your personal involvement in, in it happening? And in, in how, how would you have done things differently to have prevented so many deaths? And it's just like, like basically BMW just like stopped answering the mail on these questions um, <laughs> because they're bullshit. I mean, they're yeah, bullshit. Right. And they did the same thing to Joseph Ratzinger, the, the Bennett Pope yeah. Benedict. They wanted him to go give speeches like test. along. Yeah, it's a shit test yeah. and you keep answering it. You keep answering it, but Benedict eventually, and I'm not saying he's based, but he eventually like they were doing this, like, well, what was your personal involvement in the murder of, of 6 million Jews? Why don't you go talk <laughs> about that very specifically on this next speech in Israel? Uh, for us or in Eastern <laughs> Europe or, or in the middle of Hungary where people are going to like abs- where we have the biggest problem with anti-Semitism um, <clears throat> yeah. in the West. Will you go do this? And basically he gave a speech and he was like, the Holocaust was horrible or the Holocaust. He, he even talked about it like in a detached way. The Holocaust, this crime that occurred was horrible and it should not happen again. And and then he changed the subject. And he was supposed to go in there and be like, I personally atone for each and every droplet of blood of Jew blood that I caused. Like this, just this never ending shit, right? Yeah. And they say they when they can't break you up financially, then they start pulling that shit with you. They've they've tried to do it to Porsche Peak. The the TLDL with with what happened with this was that um following and this plays into that what that guy said about we came in second is that yeah they defeated hitler and they did nuremberg trials and they wanted to prevent like the the rise of the man ever again and they won't they can't do that they're finding that out now in fact um but they they could not they could not uh undermine and throw out and cast aside the policies that hitler right. put in place right and and that people had fought for and believed in and that were working the German yes. mirror, the economic miracle and everything else. They couldn't they couldn't just go in there and say to these people, yeah, like this this system that you have where there is no economic uh, or what do they call it? Wealth disparity. There's no huge wealth gap. People are paid well. Um, your country is obviously prosperous. Uh, we just killed your leader. And we're now turning everybody who had a uniform into a war criminal it's just not politically tenable for them to come in and say, yeah, and your whole system is going to become like a big grift like America. Um, Like it wasn't going to work. And so it's taken decades to do this. But one of the big components was to take these big industries that were still in the hands of card-carrying members of the SS, because Ferry Porsche lived on long after the war uh, and ran the company long after the war, is that 
they wanted to try to dismantle these companies and, and put them put them essentially into public control and then to do do what they've done with Mercedes and Siemens and some of the others where they're just like faux German institutes. Sure. But so what they did was the, the, the laws that were put into the EU basically said, because the shit, it's popular. It's amazing how fucking popular this is that you're not allowed to do green mailing. You're not allowed to do a hostile takeover of a company that belongs to somebody's family for fucking 300 years, motherfucker. You're not right. allowed to do that. And the, it was codified into EU law very easily in the, in the heels of World War II, like so many other laws that were put into place for worker protections. But the fucking kikes tried this shit anyway. They tried it one direction. They tried it another. They tried it a third. They kept trying to fuck with Porsche Peak. They kept trying to separate Volkswagen from Porsche. They tried to like do all this stuff. And we could do a deep dive on it at some point. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But the, the whole point is that the Porsche family outmaneuvered the kikes on that. <laughs> and it, like, like financially kind of like chessboard outmaneuvered them, not just with the EU law, because that's like too easy. Like they didn't just go, the law says you can't do that. The end. Right. Like they, they were like, they really got this. And they not only, they not only had to get the, the EU to make a ruling and they ruled in favor of Porsche, not Jews, because it just what they could not, rule against what they were ruling against. Uh, they basically set a precedent too. So it wasn't just that Jews failed at taking over this company and breaking them up and breaking them up and taking them over is that they, they set in place a standard for everybody else at the same time that basically said, yeah, and you're not going to go do this to other people. Cause you're, you're, you're maliciously complying with this rule uh, where you're not allowed to take these companies over. You're just gonna have to live with it. So most businesses are privately held. They don't want to grow because they don't want to get so big that they need to take finance, finance and loans. Like that's 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 their business model. Imagine having a business model where it's like zero loans, oh zero financing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not, not zero down financing, just zero financing. Period. Like I've been trying to think of a way to put this. I'm, I'm trying to think like you could take the Nazis out of the Germans, but you can't take the German out of the Nazi or something. But it's it's something like it's that. True. It's like it's it's, it's, it's uh, you know I, I I I had to crack up. I saw a uh, I saw an interview with i think it was kate mulgrew who played uh captain janeway on star trek voyager and she was talking about doing conventions star trek conventions and the fans mm. and she made a comment about germany that was so fucking funny she said that in germany like the, the star trek fans are really intense she says that it's funny because you go to germany a star trek convention and you know every star trek convention apparently i've never been to one but apparently you'll have people dressed in the Starfleet uniforms. But she said, you go to the Star Trek conventions in Germany and it's like 10 times more people in the Starfleet uniforms than you have at any other Star Trek conventions in any other country in the world. That just cracked me up. You know, it's like the, the Germans as a people, like it's like, uh, what do you call that in a with a with a diet when you have your set point, you know, with a diet and you can't break through because you keep like yo-yoing back to the oh, point your body is yeah, well, yeah, your body is trying to like get you snap you back to the weight that it wants to be. It's like mm -hmm. the Germans want to be Nazis, even like when you denazify them, when you brainwash them, it, their their whole culture is such and it goes back because that's that's what it is. Nazism was just the final expression of 
several hundred years of development. It's like know, militarized, the- like aggression, like we're not going to allow you to take this away from us. We were right. like peacefully doing this on our own. And now you've like pushed us like over the edge. Right, right. And it's just, it's funny, like no matter how they try, as long as, as long as Germans exist and as long as Germanness is a thing in any form, it will always try to revert to form in a way. Um, yeah. Stryker has been predicting that for years that like when the Germans finally throw off liberalism, they're going to do it really hard because it's like when the Germans commit to anything, they go like all the way. But yeah, it's just. A well, neat- and they try, they tried in the, and they're also very stoic in, in the sense that they, 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 there were horrific consequences for them. Um, unjustifiable, unjust, immoral uh, consequences for them. Uh, after the war that they were kind of cowed into kind of the mentality that they have. Does that mean that all, all like you don't have to believe that all Germans are like secret Nazis because it's not like, like you're saying, it's not like Nazism was something that was like installed in their brains in 1933. And before that they were just like skulls full of mush. And, but that's what, that's what like the media wants you to believe is that how does Hitler like totally like trans transfix these people into just because he was charismatic and because they had been fucked with for so long. They had been yeah. fucked with so for so long. You know what happens when you fuck with people for so long? You get graphs like that. You <laughs> and you found out. And no, I'm serious. It's like true. It's true. Like they, they kept messing with these people. And it's like, isn't it kind of funny that that uh the the Mennonites, that these like Mennonite groups that were scattered across eastern Russia as like the Germans were advancing through the eastern uh front, that they were like totally on board with nazism they were like yes thank you finally somebody's doing this but like the the like the bonnet and buggy people like finally had fucking enough because it's like you know the jews are going through those villages in russia too and messing with people so it's like yeah. it, it never it never ends um but but the porsche peak family owns the company and now and uh they're now what state is it in is that they're they're doing like kind of around the edges like what kind of scandal can we create with a member of the family what can we sort of like push and prod and poke with this and they don't talk to the public like you probably if you pulled up a picture of the brothers and the the fathers and the sons like that comprise this porsche peak kind of management board of like blood relatives you probably have never seen these guys before in your life you probably don't even know what they look like you probably never heard them speak and that's that's by design because they don't want to be out there like causing problems for themselves. Of um, course. Whereas Americans, we we're always looking for a new opportunity to speak and hit post and hit upvote and hit like and all of the shit. So right. in any case, I'm glad that we did kind of an impromptu um, sort of celebration of the German people and the German spirit, because as cliche as it might sound to say this, that's probably what Hitler would have wanted instead of diving right into Ron DeSantis. We actually talked about his people for right. <laughs> 48. Um, yes. And it's true. And, and he would have, and you know what, if fairy, fairy and Adolf are up in heaven right now, um, I'm sure arm in arm smiling down on the few people who have kept their dreams alive. The few yes. people who, who have those pictures and are pulling them up and are looking at them and talking about the events that occurred there instead of saying, Oh God, look at all those Jew killers in those photos. We have to burn all of them. It's like, Oh no, there's some people down here still keeping the light on. So yeah. yeah. Uh, Hail Hitler, happy birthday. Yes, uh, Hail Hitler. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I'm glad we got to do a little, a little uh, Hitler birthday uh, 
revisit here uh, with you, Jez. Um, and if as we pivot to Ron DeSantis, I wanted to tell the audience something that you had said to me privately um, a few weeks ago. <laughs> no, it was just really funny. You, uh, I was talking about how DeSantis was flopping, and you said that he's another Jeb Bush. And when you said that, I was like, whoa. I was like, that's a bold statement because, I mean, Ron DeSantis, the way everyone talks about him, or at least ha did until very recently, actually, since like the last time you and I did a show together, um, was just like, he's the chosen one, man. He is the, he is the promised, he's the favorite son, he's the prodigal son, he's this, he's that. And uh, very much not Jeb, you know, Jeb Bush was always kind of lame, but Ron DeSantis is, is is like, oh, yeah, Ron DeSantis, man. He's the one. And Coulter, you know, for two years has been saying it. And and all these headlines, oh, yeah, the real fascist up and coming is Ron DeSantis. When you said that, that he's another Jeb Bush, I was like, my God, that is, a, I mean, you're cutting about it. That's about the worst thing you could say about uh, DeSantis is another Jeb. I mean, in in terms of what he wants to be, what the media Jeb, is trying to make him be, Jeb is you know. Jeb is even like taller than DeSantis, and <laughs> he's he's of better like genetic like background than DeSantis. Um, that's true. It's true. Um, and at least and at least Jeb's dad had had the had the tenacity to question why there were so many Israelis crawling all over Capitol Hill all the time. Um, Ron DeSantis is like, why aren't there more Israelis cra crawling all over uh, Capitol Hill? Why, why isn't Capitol Hill in Israel? I'm already going there to sign bills. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's funny, but no, I, I, I meant that they, they were, there were some kind of latent efforts to try to make Jeb cool, um, yeah. like hip and cool. Uh, and they've tried to do that with DeSantis, but more than ever, they've, they've tried to make DeSantis like Trump. Um, and yes. from from the the gesticulation to the name calling to the like yelling and screaming on the microphone, and you could tell when they were like balloon doing trial balloon tests with this, and nobody bought it, nobody believed it, nobody thought it was great. Um, and but the difference between him and Jeb, and actually the big difference between him and Trump, is that what I have on the screen here, this is as predicted as well, is that they uh, they had they had to give. Just, just something transactional. I call it impossible red meat because uh, it's not really meat um, to throw to the base, right? And in right. the initial kind of the first sort of uh, offer on this to the people, to the people that they wanted to 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 dupe into supporting DeSantis was that they would ban LGBTQ propaganda in schools only up to the age of nine um but then well no i think it was eight age five through eight but once you're nine you can learn about cutting off your penis right. and all, you know, all the i other covered things. this like uh a year ago wasn't it i mean it was yes. all, just about a year ago we did a whole show i remember where we were talking mm -hmm. and you were you were really like digging into the details of this and showing yeah. how it's just like oh it's actually yes you can teach this propaganda just starting at this age not at this age and and it's not specifically going after gay shit it's any kind of yeah yeah it's and it's and it's also just like it's i mean there have been i mean they have actually like banned this shit from the from the schools like the, because right. it it's resulted in like people getting very angry but but why start off with something half measures 
if when you're in dire straits because you're 20 points down in the polls consistently, 20 points behind Trump, um, do you say, well, then it's going to be expanded to all public grade schools? Why was it bad? Why was it? Is it bad for nine year olds now? Right. And it wasn't before. Like, what's right. the because your policy making like Hitler doesn't build a factory to build cars and he only builds he's only going to build 3000 cars. Right. Just do 3000 cars. We're only going to create 3000 jobs at Volkswagen. And then Hitler becomes unpopular because that's not enough jobs to go around. And then he comes back. He's like, OK, fine, we'll do 30,000 jobs. It's like, well, why didn't you just do 30,000 jobs? That's what people wanted. Why didn't you just ban faggot stuff from schools? That's what people wanted. Nobody wants this in their school because parents have an, like, aside from the psychological, just like moral depravity, evil of this stuff, period. But from a legal standpoint, parents, if your child is under the age of 18, who signs the permission slip for them to go on a field trip? on a bus somewhere do they or does does the fucking parent they have to bring the paper home and have the parent sign okay well if there's a legal requirement for the parent to sign off on somebody going somewhere physically for the day then i would think that parents need to be notified when someone a, a teacher is going to encourage a child to drop their birth name that's on their birth certificate and start right. taking a different name and start because you're, you're hearing all these stories about maybe not in Florida, but in other places where parents are finding out that their child fucking transitioned or is like on the way, like well on the way. And they're told the, the faculty is telling these, these students, you don't have to tell your parents. You can talk to us because we'll which say is, yes. Is, say no. It's just, it's just like creepy and totalitarian on a level that boggles the mind. I mean, I don't need to say it, but it's like, it's I, just, it's, it's hor- it, this is what this the is fuck like- is wrong with this system i mean it's just yeah. you know without going on a huge digression jazz i mean you and i have been watching like, since 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 you well since you and i did a show together it's been a, a number of at least a month i mean it's incredible how zog's like position three three months my nigga has it, it, it yeah it's, it's been a while it's it's uh and zog's position globally seems to be really uh I mean, I talked about this a lot on the Warren Report, but it's it's like the, trying to extremely sit on two, tenuous, tenuous Israel. I just posted on my uh, on my Telegram a, a new strategy report that Israel, where Israel, like they are actually saying, you know, U.S. is distracted right now with Russia and China, so Middle East is emboldened. You know, the whole thing with Iran and Saudi Arabia and every, how things have turned around from where they were um, two years ago when Trump had pretty much isolated Iran, and um, so they're global position you know and they're beating war drums towards china right now which is absolutely insane uh there's a whole faction that's trying to that been now for since since again you and i did a show together has been trying to drop the ukraine stuff and desantis has been leading the charge like oh well we need to get away from this globalist globalist foreign regime change wars and what we need to focus on is regime change in china you know like that kind of whole thing but it's like why would you, when you are in such a tenuous position geopolitically, when your recruitment rates of your army are so far down, when when your when your whole thing, I mean, it's becoming a multipolar world before our very eyes. Why the fuck would you try to do this shit where parents are finding out that their kid is being transitioned and un, unbeknownst to them? Why would you do that domestically? I mean, even Stalin, 
when 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 the time came, he was like, "Oh, guess what? You know, the churches are open again. Mother Russia, you know, hey, Napoleon, remember the czars? Like, remember when we fought Napoleon? The czars did, and they were, you know, we had Mother Russia and the churches and the bells ringing. Like, let's go, you know, Russia, let's save Mother Russia. Even Napoleon or even Stalin knew when to drop the like, you know, revolutionary, atheistic, crazy communist shit." Uh, this system is ramping it up as they are losing influence uh, geopolitically. They're ramping it up domestically. The, the 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 kind of social experimentation and radical transformation of of society and stuff that's just abhorrent to everyone. Everybody in the world finds this stuff abhorrent. I mean, this is why Putin can make commercials where he's like showing how he you know he's saving a kid from transgender or, or gay propaganda. And it's like a big hit, you know, and everybody in, on earth, in Africa, in Asia are going to watch that, you know, in, in communist countries, people are going to watch that and be like, yeah, I don't want that shit from my kids. It's just, it's really crazy. Zog is like losing its mind right now. Well, yeah. And that, like I was saying a couple of weeks ago, I mean, when people can see that a country that they assume is not very well organized and has lots of killings and the entire place except for the people at the very top live in poverty. Um, I mean, America, do I mean America or Nigeria? As right, right. Um, but Nigeria, you know, the, like a company, a company, a country like that can just, you know, criminalize homosexual acts. It's like, well, if they can do that, like, why can't we? I mean, like a like yeah. totally disorganized back, third world backwater can't like do anything else, but they, they, they manage to come together on this. It's like, wh why can't we do that? Uh, yes. it's, it's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. But, um, but the, the thing with this too, is that DeSantis is doing this, um, obviously because he's in deep, deep trouble. Um, <laughs> now, now my narrative on this at the time was the big difference is that, you know, they could not successfully, like the, the political landscape was so dire, especially on the heels of January 6th. Where so many broken promises, so many things that the president Trump could have done but did not, pardoning J6ers, chief among them, but he, the list goes on and on. What does he do instead? He pardoned Steve Bannon, who was literally involved and arrested for a grift involving raising money for an entity called We Build the Wall, where it was going to be a private company building the, the wall that Trump promised and didn't finish. Uh, Bannon stood up his own little thing to do that and basically took all the money and bezeled it and got arrested and Trump pardoned him, but not anybody from January 6th. So Trump literally pardons the guy, the guy who took your money to build the wall. It's like, <laughs> I know. It's like, well, the difference is the January 6th people were not, were not Israeli assets. That's what it comes down to. Uh, like right, yeah. that's really, I mean, that nation article, I'm sure we didn't get a chance to talk about that, but the one that came out and showed how Roger Stone and some of these others were actually oh, like, literally you, you, you mean, not the protesters. You mean like the, the organizers of it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that's what I mean. Like it's, it's, it's like, when Trump's looking at should I pardon any of the protesters, it's like, well, are they Israeli assets? You know, are they spies or unregistered foreign agents of Israel? Well, then I'm not going to pardon them. But Steve Bannon and and some of these others, for sure, for sure, for there's sure. there's yeah. ties there. Yeah. Well, he he pardoned like two or three hundred people on some Jared Kushner, Charles Kushner wish list. It's yes. like all of Chuck's, Chuck's friends from Jujail. Um, but 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 yeah, it's like. With all of these broken promises and Trump like delivering literally nothing, because the whole thing 
was was to keep people kind of in this in this like you're supporting him because he's this idea um yes. he's, he's the finkel think he's like the anti-lib you're owning the libs like you're not getting anything transactional well people got tired of that and they got tired of it and they, because the thing that they that they thought they least could have if they don't get policies was an election right they thought right. that they could win to own the libs they don't give right. a, they don't give a shit about the actual transactions but it turns out like people are like more pissed off than they realized and people wanted something real they didn't just want cuz the thing that they pitched DeSantis on was well he's just Trump that isn't up at 3 a.m. being bombastic but well people like that people people like waking up and with their coffee or their tea or their like gay ice water that they drink, if you don't drink coffee or tea, you're gay. Um, you uh, you're sitting there and you're reading the latest breaking news about whatever person that you probably already don't like that Trump like manhandled over Twitter the night before. Right. Like, why wouldn't you like that guy? And so they stole the election from this guy, right? Like that's the, the they stole it from him in the sense of these voting machines or whatever, but. It's like, no, he stole it from himself by not delivering on the things that he said he was going to do. His job isn't just to be there and get crowds riled up and uh, play like I'm a real American, like uh, over and over and over again at these rallies. It got old. And so DeSantis was he had to come to the table with something. With um, policies. I remember you saying this, that, that mm -hmm. DeSantis was the difference was he was forced to actually deliver on policy as a way of, because of this sort of as a, as a governor, as a governor, yes, as yes. A whatever he was, because the, the, the key criticism of Trump and it's a fake criticism is that Trump didn't get anything accomplished because Trump didn't serve as a governor and serve as a Senator and serve right. as a member of Congress. It's like, no, Trump didn't get anything done be, for the same reason that DeSantis will never do any of the things that he says he's going to do and that this 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 headline florida banning <laughs> like basically lgbtq completely from the classroom is uh is is effectively like the high watermark of this issue um right. it's not gonna he's not gonna go into office and demand that it's done nationwide um right. like like he's about to do with this uh anti-semitism law that's coming that's the shot uh but we'll get there in a second um he he basically just puts this into place as a as a please defibrillate my candidacy um request <laughs> i needed the defibrillator here um and and i don't think it's going to matter because i i think that you have to have more than just these policies in fact i think it's a huge uh uplifting outcome and i said this on telegram which is that think about this if a complete ban on trannies and gay propaganda and whatever is ostensibly or maybe actually in place in Florida. They've expanded it. It's gone into law and the governor's going to approve it. And that didn't change anybody in the Republican party's opinion about <laughs> whether or not to vote for DeSantis. Like these people thought that it was just going to take a few like taps of the steering wheel to get the thing back on course. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. People yes, de-radicalized. Yes. Oh, we just put Trump back in a bucket and, Pretend right. he isn't there and cut off his access to social media. And it's like a three-step process. And then we're like back in the game with like Ronald Reagan style conservatism again. It's like, that's never happening guys. Yeah. I mean, let me make a bold prediction. You're not going back because 
you'd literally have to kill everybody. Like they, they're living in the <laughs> of your society for generations. And everybody's like collectively starting to realize it. Like boomers realized that, the, that, that their brain was rotted away by the television. And uh, they're so mad at like younger generation for getting involved in social media. But then they realize that it's like, yeah, now nah, you, you were like the prototype for that boomer. Um, and yeah. it's, and, and they're just, People like the the conditioning is breaking with these people. Um, they I don't yeah, want to sound like too overly like excited, but that it is happening. It's it's really it's interesting to watch. Uh, you know, I still I wouldn't count this guy out because Trump. You know, I mean, Trump is not going to be around forever, and no matter what happens with this next election, Trump will eventually exit the stage to the relief of so many people. And uh, when he does, I think they're going to go right back and try again with DeSantis. Uh, and he's and I think he may be playing the, the game there, you know, patiently, you know, the long game because he's so young. He's like 45 years old or something. But um, but it's just like even when like, even if they're the, able to do. Yeah. Well, you can't get it off the ground. I mean, look at Kamala Harris. Right. I mean, right. I was just thinking that I was just thinking that the the sort of fake like. Oh wow, DeSantis is the one. Reminds me of the way now, they've stopped even trying with Kamala, but it reminds me of the way they were trying to build a a fake astroturf cult of personality around Kamala Harris in the early days of the Biden administration. Uh, it's a similar kind of thing where it's just it's just not taking. It's very counterfeit, and the problem is that there's a you know you have your 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 PR people. And your marketing people, and your and your consult campaign consultants, and your image people who who have the, all this stuff down to a science, but the state of the country, objectively, the state of people and their lives, and how bad their lives suck, is shifted from where it was, you know, back in the like the early, and we've talked about this many times, but like the the early Reagan years when it was morning in America. I mean. It's mm-hmm. a different. It's a different America. So, where Reagan was used to uh, consolidate all the changes and and kind of uh, freeze in place all the massive social upheavals of the of the nineteen sixties, the late nineteen sixties, and then into the nineteen seventies, with feminism, with blacks, with immigration, with you know civil rights, gay shit, all of the changes um, that were made, divorce people not going to church anymore, the death of community life, everything that was changed in from like 1965 through uh, like 1975 or, you know, on in Reagan's the eighties just was used to kind of like, okay, it's morning in America. Now we're a right wing country. Again, we're going to fight the evil empire. We're going to be patriotic, but really nothing was rolled back. Nothing was changed. Nothing was, was rolled back that had been done from the 60s on we didn't go back to what the way america was in the early 1960s when reagan got in and that's you can tell exactly what they want to do with ron DeSantis, exactly what they want to do i mean they want to make him reagan 2.0 but again america is 10 times worse than it was in the 1980s you know so it's just like even if you pull this off even if trump dies or something happens to him and you finally force this guy in DeSantis, uh, you're not going to have the 80s. You're not going to have a new morning in America with Ron DeSantis, especially not in a fucking multipolar world where half the country is like 
is is uh, you know niggers and 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 uh, uh, Central Americans, and and we're descending into racial chaos. Well, what's funny though is the racial chaos is like not playing out the way that they thought it would. It's like it's not it's obviously not benefiting us clearly, but it's also for them like they they're not able to manage it because a lot of these racial groups, uh, blacks and Hispanics in particular, uh, are not like signing up for the programming in the way that they thought they would. Oh, and they're not only not signing up for the the programming, but they're also like, some of them are just becoming like outwardly anti-Semitic, whether it's blacks or, you know, during the Trump election, the last time there were, you've heard me say this a million times, but all those Spanish language radio stations, like FM radio and AM radio all across like the, the border lands of the United States, uh, and some of it started off as QAnon, but eventually it all just became like like a, a visceral or virulent, as Jonathan Greenblatt likes to say, virulent um, Spanish language, like anti-Semitic radio. Like it was just like, um, yeah, like really kind of hilarious. But Jews weren't paying attention to it because it was in Spanish. They thought yeah. that they had that that under control. But but yeah, they've I, I don't they're, they're going to have to, you know, it's the thing Mike has talked about this. They're going to have to give people some of what they want. And I think this is kind of like, this is some of what people want. Let's just like not even dive into the details and how it's it's being um, done. I've heard anecdotally that in some cases it actually does mean a ban um, and it's not being taught. And there was some teacher in the last two weeks, I think, who was like simply complaining about the ban um, and like sort of, skirting the edge of some of the rules and that person was like fired immediately. (laughs) So, I mean, um, but, but again, I don't want to be like the DeSantis let's go. Cause nobody, and there's not like DeSantis do this 10 more times on different things. And that will be the magic formula. It's like, no, um, this is fake. It's obviously fake because you would have just done, if you thought it was bad for nine-year-olds, like the easiest, the easiest talking point on this is if Ron DeSantis thought that the don't say gay bill was bad for children, bad for minors, bad for preteens, pre-adolescents, then the original text of the law would have said ban from school completely if he yeah. was upholding the law. Well, and not only that, not only that, but I mean you and I went to school, you know, public school. Did you did you ever have this LGBT no. shit when you were in elementary or middle school? No. So so in other words, this is something that let me just say this is something that they is only now have are they are they pushing this stuff on little kids and then DeSantis comes and takes it away it's the equivalent i mean you talk about good cop bad cop it's the equivalent of you know you're in a you're locked in a cell somewhere and and they got electrodes on your balls and are juicing you up and then someone comes in and i'm going to turn the juice off i'm going to stop shocking your balls now you know do you are you ready to talk you know are you ready to cooperate i mean it's like oh thank you mr good cop for coming in and stopping my my you know intense torture like that's the equivalent that's what i'm saying about desantis and, and and the big realization i had recently with reagan jazz is is it's like what about rolling this shit back? Like, let's hear DeSantis talk about how when he's president, he is going to make a push to uh, undo gay marriage, to make to to take right. gay marriage away. You know what I mean? Which is not like unreasonable. Gay marriage is something. Uh, you know, when when was it that it became like the thing that that even Democrats? I mean, Biden was opposed. Clinton was opposed to gay marriage like oh, five years well, ago or ten years yeah. ago. 
the run up to the 2008 uh, presidential election, Barack Obama was still saying, I believe marriage is uh, between one man and one woman. Right, and, uh, right, yeah. right, right. So, I mean, come on. It's like, it's like they, they don't, they don't, a guy like this, oh, big bona fide, you know, Ann Coulter, oh, man, big fascist, Ron DeSantis. And all he's doing is the current, like, horrific thing that is being inflicted by evil psycho sadists on little kids. And he's like, you know what? I'll just, I'll stop that. I'll make that stop in Florida. You know, aren't I a big fucking hero? Aren't I in a big crusader? And and it, it, yeah, that's what it is. That's the other thing. It's like, when are we going to get even a phony Republican? Trump's already starting to do it. Did you see his comment about deportations where he's like, you know, he was invoking Operation Wetback, but he didn't use the term. But he said, Eisenhower, Eisenhower did this massive roundup and I'm going to do a roundup of deportations as big as Eisenhower. He said that. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's it's like, People are going to Trump is enough of a um, he's enough of a, you know, a promotions guy that he knows what the people want. The people want they don't just want a stop on this shit. They want it gone, man. They want it scrapped. They want to take it back to what it was. That's what make yeah, America they, great again, again was all about. They want it gone and they want they want in its place a restoration of the nuclear family unit. Yes. It's not just it's not just like tranny stuff, bad, go bye-bye, and then there's right. just like neutrality. It's like, no, that, and, and they may not even realize that they want it yet. They have to realize that in order for the tranny stuff to, to proliferate in the, the way that it has, they had to destroy the nuclear family. I think yes. a lot of these people talk about it like they destroyed the family, and now they do gay stuff. It's like in order to do gay stuff, they had to destroy the family. Yes. It's like yes. it's hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah, gay marriage is something, it's one of these things that's just like, nope, nobody's saying that people, you know, if 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 you take someone who's who's gay and 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 put them in a camp or something like that, but it's like we should scrap gay marriage. That's a normal position, that's a reasonable position. There's no reason why a man and a man should be able to get married, or a woman and a woman. Marriage only makes sense between a man and a woman. I mean, that's such a basic, like basic bitch position, yet that has just been dropped not only by the Democrats, but by the Republicans and the conservatives. I mean, at CPAC, does any, did anybody talk at CPAC about how we need to repeal gay marriage and get rid of it? So it's like, don't talk to no, me about treating. They were probably introducing like a brand new uh, intersectional like tranny that, that no one had ever seen before. Yes. And like getting yeah. going to clap, like, please clap. Jeff oh my Bush. God. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, the boiling of the frog, it is, it is, you know, the, the, the revolutionary changes that are happening today. I mean, the stuff with this, we don't have to get into it, but the stuff with this nigger and that old man, Andrew Lester, my last modern politics was about mm. it, um, is something that it, it was like a wake up call that all the racial insanity of two years ago or three years ago, the summer of 2020, the summer of racial terror for all the anti-woke stuff, Jazz, that we hear, and all this stuff, DeSantis, all this bluster and huffing and puffing and anti-woke now, you know, even the left, even the left tries to be anti-woke. Uh, a lot of figures on the left, it's become the thing to be against wokeness. But in all that bluster and in all the anti-CRT shit and anti, you know, this kind of thing that don't say gay bill, on race, when it comes to, you know, old man has a 
big nigger male at his door at 10 o'clock at night and he shoots because he's afraid that he's going to die in a home invasion and he sh and it's an accident. The whole media, uh, you know, it, it, it comes out, oh, my God, look at this racist. This guy's got to go away for the for, for life it, the, the, you know, on race and particularly black black on or white on black. If whites are forced to self-defend like uh, the Michaels or, or uh, Ian Cranston. We are exactly where we were three years ago. It's the same exact climate out there, legally, uh, politically, in the media, under Elon Musk's Twitter. It's the same exact climate that it was in the summer of 2020. And that shows that all this fucking bluster of these, these blowhards like Ron DeSantis, actually, we are still in a very revolutionary place. We are still miles away from where we were three years ago. Not one thing has been rolled back or changed and that's what all this is about it's progressed it's progressed yes, it's progressed it's progressed it's gotten worse it's gotten worse and it will continue to get worse even if we get Don ron DeSantis as president or even if we get donald trump as president we'll have more platinum plans right well the thing the reason why and it's not like i'm supporting trump but the reason why they're not just letting trump be president right and not caring about the outcome is that uh, they can't he's very unpredictable and they're not yes. really sure what he would do. And I think they actually not that not that Trump would become based, but I think they actually fear the um, the 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 even greater lack of control over a final term Donald Trump presidency. Yes, um, because not that he's going to go. But like, I mean, he has shown in the past where if they don't give him what he wants or he's like getting fucked out of something that he thinks would benefit them and you know they're they're like not even letting him do that like he he i think would he would step out right um and i don't you know it's kind of like it's kind of like putin um not that putin is far far greater of a leader than than uh trump is but putin eventually wasn't getting what he wanted and eventually just told these people to fuck off they don't like putin for the same reason they don't want trump to be president because yeah. Even if they tried to organize, you know, they call it the plum book, the, the maroon book that has all the presidential federal appointments in it, uh, the 5,000 appointments that a, a, a newly uh, elected president gets to make. I mean, yeah, Trump went through that process of nominating people, but it's the staffing of uh, somebody's presidency is really how they control that presidency. It's, it's the makeup of, of the organization. Right. And uh, Trump, Trump basically... When he remember all those unfilled cabinet positions, remember that was like the meme yeah. for a while. Well, yeah. that, that that wasn't. I mean, libtards were not wrong in making this criticism, and it's not a bad play uh, to to just not fill positions because if you have your own views on energy, and they are that we're gonna do whatever we want with raw materials because I don't believe in this narrative about like we have to like box Russia in. Why the fuck would you like go through a list? prepared by a bunch of Jews in your, in your organization sure. of, of like 12 potential energy secretaries who are all going to support the same shitty Zog policy, right? Like, yeah. why would you do that? Um, it, you just wouldn't, you leave the position vacant if you can't get the guy that you want in there. Um, and I think, I think that's this whole phenomenon that Jews have been trying to move away from for centuries now, which is like the, the Supreme leader, the King, uh, the dictator, the um, the Putin, um, where because Putin, basically between him and his maybe some of his military, um, 
they just decided that this is the step that they're going to take, probably despite a lot of hand-wringing internally from Jews, and the, the Jews just totally abandoned ship. Um, and one moment they're there, and the next moment they're gone. They're not even a consideration. Um, again, I'm not saying Trump is going to become that thing. DeSantis is definitely not going to become that thing. Uh, I think the way that we've kind of described Trump in the past, and it's it's good to sum it up every four years or two years when he comes right. across the bow of the ship, but... Um, it's essentially that he'll do whatever he thinks is in his best interest, and he will do art of the deal type stuff where he also thinks that it's good for Jews, whether he'll try to bake something in there good for Jews um, or he'll he'll just like have a throwaway line. Um, yeah, but the plat- the platinum plan wasn't for blacks; it was for Jews. Right, right, and and Trump will never like I've I've become very convinced that Trump will never turn on the Jews ever. He would never, and never even in the in the Kanye stuff where he kind of does it and then backtracks. Like Trump will never; he's too deep in with them. He is too. He'll never turn on Zionists. Yes, but he but he like abject jignat Zionists. But he is cut from the same political cloth literally the same political cloth as netanyahu and netanyahu is having Mossad and uh like active uh demos going up against him and thrown out of office they threw trump out of office they threw bolsonaro out of office it's like wow it's amazing all these people being thrown out of office it's 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 because he doesn't like he trump is a philo semite and he loves doing like big big israel moves and all this stuff but like Jewish diaspora, kind of like the Jewish hive mind at large, disagrees with the Jignat premise, which we've talked about so right. many times in this program. But effectively, they want to get to the 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 kind of like total Israel plan, like from the river to the sea as fast as possible. And right. has been carrying that out um, yes. with just like unmitigated genocide and uh, killing of innocent women and children and Palestinians. Um, and, and that has caused more anti-Semitism, right? It's the, it's the same old stuff. Jignats, and I'm oversimplifying this argument, but Jignats think that the woke agenda, gays, um, trannies, getting rid of affirmative a- or getting rid of, or actually putting in place affirmative action and like all the, all the ESG shit, they they think that that is going to lead to anti-Semitism and in, in, in Nazism, and they're both right. <laughs> yes, they are. They're both yes, right. yes, yes. They're both yes, right yes. because the Weimar Republic read, led to that, and this what they've been doing afterward has led to that. Um, it it led to that in Russia. Soviet Union eventually became just a national socialist sort of interesting sort of entity that they they turned it down. You know, that's an interesting thing that you point out about the Weimar Republic, because we had uh, during that time, you know, George Lincoln Rockwell famously would quote the uh, Churchill essay where Churchill wrote about um, how many Jews were behind communism back when he was a journalist. Mm -hmm. And in the essay, he quotes uh, where Churchill contrasts the international communist Jews to the good Zionist Jews that Churchill, you know, was very much like Trump and that he was all for him. But it's interesting. It's something I've never really explored before, but how before Israel even existed, you kind of had this dynamic um, between the super Zionist Jews in the 1920s and the 1930s and the Jews that were like Trotsky, that were all behind this world communist revolution. And, yes. and uh, their interests, of course, overlapped always. But 
even then there was the beginning of this sort of dynamic tension, this kind of pulling in one direction or the other. Uh, you know, I've talked a lot about recently jazz in the last number of shows I've done about this, uh, Itamar Ben Gavir, you know, the one that, mm -hmm. um, uh, is the, his like party is literally core than, yeah. Yeah. His party is literally called Jewish power. That's the name of his political yeah. party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and he has now been put in charge of this national militia, which is essentially like, it's just formalizing the settler uh, terrorists into like a Jewish version of the SA. You know what I mean? It's like Jewish mm -hmm. brown shirts. It's a national organization. But these people are, I mean, you know, and he has that uh, Baruch Goldstein. He famously had his picture yes. up on his wall. Um, I've followed so, this guy for a while. He's, I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. He's, he's everything. Well, we, you know, people have said he's the, the way Jews, what Jews say Nazis are is a projection of their own genocidal insanity. And he yes. is like literally like, the embodiment of the what Jews project a Nazi is. Well, that's um, what you started to get these laws being passed in Israel or, or being brought back to the forefront about like a criminalize, like they're criminalizing anti-Semitism in America. And if you think that's good because you are a Christian, well, what do you think a natural extension of criticizing, um, banning criticism of Jews is? Well, then they're going to ban anything positive about Christianity. And so right. anybody, those two laws that, that were out and then Netanyahu said, we're not doing that right now. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and, and I, I, I read a lot into, you know, the statement that, uh, that when, when Trump, when Tucker put it to these guys, what do you think of the Ukraine war mm -hmm. and DeSantis and a lot of them, and even Hawley, you know, Josh Hawley, uh, I don't know if Tucker asked him specifically, but I, I, I did a whole thing, a Warren report on how Hawley gave this speech to one of these, um, globalist think tanks that was the whole speech was a thunderous thing against globalism and neoconservatism and his entire the gist of his entire speech was we need to pivot away from ukraine and russia onto china and china's the real threat and we need to prepare for like a war with china and and his speech is an anti you know it's backed by all these fucking jews at the atlantic i mean literal neoconservatives i mean people who are define themselves for decades as neoconservatives Hawley was trying to do the thing like i'm a big anti-globalist anti-neocon we need to go to war with china but trump desantis did that in his response to tucker trump mentioned iran specifically and how the failure of the biden administration and the and the and the miscarriage of the ukraine war the distraction of it has forced has brought china and russia together with iran and what a terrible development this is so if you combine that piece if you file that away and you add it up with that article in the nation where they said that the that there were jignats who were actually trying to skew throw the election for trump i mean they were actively trying to get trump elected uh yeah. in 2016 or 2020 it does make me think that the future course of American foreign policy, as I see it right now, if Biden gets in again or any Democrat, we are going to continue along a course of confrontation with Russia, also with China. But I think if Trump gets in, Trump is the Jignat's choice. And I think that, obviously, but I think if Trump gets in again, the chances of some sort of a dust up with iran go way up 
he didn't do it in his first term, but he kind of did with the Soleimani assassination. I mean, that was a direct you know, attack on a high up Iranian official. I think that these people, that's what I think they're going to do. I think the Jignats are going to get behind Trump. And I think a vote for Trump will be a vote very much for uh, some sort of a conflict with Iran, um, because I think they're starting to panic with this, the Jignats as far as what Iran's position is going to be in a few years. And mm-hmm. I think they would rather have a conflict now, um, some sort of, not a maybe all-out regime change war. I don't think they're that crazy to think that they could pull that off. But some sort of military strikes on Iran, some sort of limited war where, where it drastically, you know, it hurts, it cripples Iran, sort of like the way they do to Hamas periodically in Gaza. I think they want something like that. And I think they think that Trump is the only guy who could actually enlist the white American from the hinterland behind something like that. If, if a DeSantis is in or anyone else, they're not going to be able to sell another, uh, you know, a rock style thing with Iran. That's been my prediction for the last few weeks. Just, just listening, reading between the lines with what Trump has said, you know, the, the little hints he's dropped on Iran versus China and Russia. It's interesting to watch all of it. Well, and, and when, when you see some of these stories and I've just been stuck on this Florida one the whole time, but uh, let's see. Yeah. This one we'll flash through some of these before we go to break. Oh yeah. Iran, I love this. Iran will destroy Tel Aviv, Haifa, at the slightest Israeli uh, action, <laughs> according to Rizzi, um Foreign Minister Clinton, yeah, is visiting Azerbaijan, a Shia Muslim country bordering around. Yeah, it's it's a it's a Shia Muslim country um, with Foreign a, Minister Cohen. Yeah, with, with a uh, with a very philo-Semitic uh, leader, who's I think two of his children are married to Jews. Of course, of course. Right. Um, oh, oh God, I'm looking over at like the hot opinion on the Jerusalem Post. Look at this. Take a gander at this. Don't all lives matter the, the, in the Holocaust? Opinion by Avi Mayer. <laughs> oh, my God. By it's the way, like, I was in a bookstore like yesterday. This is like the, the way they do anti-wokeness. All lives matter when you talk about six million Jews. <laughs> I was in a bookstore yesterday, and uh, it's like an old style, you know, privately owned bookstore, real like dusty and musty. And there was a section on World War II that I always browse. And then there was a section on the Holocaust. And there were all these books like Hitler's Willing Executioners and Auschwitz and this and that. And then there was a book just called Lampshade was the name of the book. Nice. I was busting up. I should have taken a picture of it and put it on Telegram. But it was just Lampshade was the name of the book. I was like, Mal, that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, this like doing shit like that, like just coming up with like the like the name of like lampshade or like smoke, uh, blue smoke. What did what what was that guy? Um, I I always forget his name. The one that died that had to admit that that the the different colors of smoke depending on like the the national origin of the Jew (laughs) uh, burned. Um, I forget who that guy is, but he had to admit that was all bullshit. But yeah, this is the kind of thing though that they are. the faction that will be pulling for Trump, I think, though, to the to the broader, to the, like you said, diaspora Jewry, I think a big reason why they don't want Trump in, it's not that they think Trump is going to pull a Kanye and suddenly, like, turn on the Jews. <clears throat> I think it's that Trump is destabilizing to the whole system. I mean, Trump, if Trump gets in, liberals will go nuts again. You know what I mean? Like, they will lose their minds again. Um mm-hmm. And and even Trump being the nominee will cause it to happen again. And uh, I think somewhere, some of them, 
must be the wiser heads that think like, okay, a nice stage managed fight between like a Ron DeSantis and a, and a Biden where Biden loses or, or, you know, a Kamala or whatever, like, that's what we need. We need the appearance of a, you know, the appearance of a big reactance theory. I mean, we need this, the appearance of a big fight, but not an actual, like where it gets a little out of hand, you know, yeah, their, dream, I, their dream scenario. And I've said it all along and I'll still predict this is if they can prevent like through technicality, uh, Trump from becoming the nominee, um, like in there, they're not, it's not working very well, but if they could do yeah. that, this is like what their dream scenario is, um, is, is that they would block him from becoming the nominee and then force DeSantis on everybody. Uh, and then that's when Biden would announce that he's not going to run seek, uh, nomination or run again, run again, because, of health reasons or cognitive decline and whatever um, right. who knows what he would say, but it would just, it, it, but it would be too late for them to do their own primary process and right. make Kamala the, the nominee. And it would be DeSantis versus Kamala because in that Finkelthink think scenario, you can run a Jeb Bush. And that was going to be the plan when it was Jeb versus Hillary, because if, if you make the election about how terrible Hillary Clinton is, or how black and stupid and pot-brained um, Kamala Harris is, uh, implicitly b black. They're not going to say that uh, conservatives will be like, I love black people. My criticism of her is not because she's black. It's because da, 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 da. Right. the same thing with Obama. Obama became, they, they try to do it with Obama and McCain too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like they, they keep doing this um, because the Finkel thing formula has worked really well. Right. Uh, and it, it, until it, until it doesn't. Right. Because it, it requires sort of like a synergy of like both sides um, kind of carrying equal weight. But the reality is for, for that type of a system to work, there's been a mass exodus from both parties because yeah. any type of any type of effort to stand up something meaningful, whether it's like justice Democrats, uh, whether it's like something on the you know people that have tried to work within the Republican Party doesn't work. They thwart it. They block it. So yeah. people now people are leaving. Because yeah. it's it's not working, and your whole the whole game is predicated on people continuing to play. Once once yes. people stop playing, the whole casino shuts down, right? Yes. So, yeah. It's Where amazing how many people I've had to tell me though that they would like I'm, I'm not people in our movement, but just people I know who uh, have said that they would vote for Trump again. Or I actually reconnected oh. with a guy that I knew. 20 years ago in the reform party who used to be a Buchanan guy who actually told me that, and this, this disturbed me. He said, I used to say when we were in the reform party, that there wasn't a dime towards a difference between the Democrats and the Republicans. But now I think there is, I think the Democrats are such a threat that, um, you know, I, we need to support the Republicans. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh man, there's a, it's still, you know, we, we can't underestimate the, the, the extent to which people are still going to fall for it. But, um, yeah, I think I left this. Oops. I fucking yanked my headphones out. You can probably still hear me talking though. Um, uh, I think I left this in the slide deck. I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw this last time. Um, I might've deleted it to make room for, uh, Hitler birthday. Yeah, I did. Did you see the, um, this is used trusting in Tucker base takes again and the guy doing a kickflip with a rake and then landing on the rake. Oh the yes. 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 Yeah. 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 Right. 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 It's, right. 
yeah it's it's the same it's the same it never ends um yeah uh how about the how about the tucker like we we didn't get a chance to comment on the tucker uh you know fuck you dude you don't speak for me like you know thing like like as 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 because look the the run the timeline out on desantis if today and i was kind of making this point as well if today they have to like full tranny ban in florida plus guy that looks and sounds like trump but actually isn't trump doesn't change the mind of the public at all and they can say they can say oh it's because trump exists it's because the flame of hope within trumpism is alive it's like no no they people don't want this stuff even when there's nothing else to offer there might have been a time when they would take that false choice but then it becomes it's like okay jewish system how much transactionally are you going to give now? Because this is your first bid. Ban tranny shit in schools, which is what people want. So how much How much of the things that you never bother to do poll, honest public polling about or talk about in the media or the news, how, how, how long are you going to how, – how, how far are you going to go? Because right. each one of these comes with a cost, right? Um, yeah. You know, like banning tranny stuff in schools – uh, comes with like a political cost. Uh, it's 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 gonna cost them something, and it should. I mean, these reforms are important, and they they should cost something. But but it also costs them something in terms of like regression, in terms of like Jews actually don't want to move in that direction. Like the anti woke stuff is all like save our ship type thing. Yeah. Like it's it's not because they don't. It's like save our save America from becoming Weimar because we know what happens. Um, right. It's not because it's not because those Jews suddenly got religion about like homosexuality and, and like weird sexual perversions. They just are like, okay, 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 okay. Let's, let's stop that for now. Um, and come up with a bunch of reasons why. And that's why this was picked as the issue for DeSantis, because it's not like it can be wiped away by the courts. It can be wiped away by the Florida public education system. And DeSantis can be like, well, that's the way our democracy works. And you know, that's I, it. I, I mean, anyone who's ever played a total war game, a medieval total war, you know, when, when you when you have a settlement and it's in the red that there's about to be riots breaking out and it's about to go rebel and you and you click the little ticker and you knock down the tax rate, you know. <laughs> so instead of like the highest taxes, you knock it down to like normal level of taxes and you watch the thing go from red down to like yellow, you know, and you know, okay, there's not gonna be an insurrection this turn. You know, when I hit when I hit end turn, uh, that's literally what this is doing with the tranny shit. It's like, okay, knock down tranny, two hundred percent tranny. We're gonna knock it down to one hundred and fifty percent tranny. We get the red down into yellow. All right, good. You know, so far so good. Yeah, it's 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 they they they. But see, they they don't want to put a damper on on the the the, the gay movements. I, I don't think that they want to put too much of a damper on it anyway because it's it's i mean yeah. as people have pointed out like these different gender uh ideologies are like a fundamental part of the talmud it's like p- yes. fundamental part of what judaism is all about um yeah. because that's that's what like this weird sexuality that is disgusting and perverted and everyone hates is actually like bread and butter with your spaghetti and meatballs on a Sunday, like for Jews, like they think that all goes together. That's just like, you know, pretzels and beer. Like, why would you have it any other way? And they have to pretend like, 
uh, marriage between a man and a woman is just like the normal thing because that's just what we do, right? That is the right. normal thing. Um, they're, they're imposters, right? Their whole ideology is is just that of an imposter. And when they're found out, when people point out that, yeah, you know, this this gay stuff, it's all like Magnus Hirschfeld. It's all like things that weird things that people uh, of your background have been pushing on our our people for for a century. And it's it's if you point out to them that, man, isn't it funny that the tranny stuff and, and all that was really like the last time it was at its high watermark was Weimar Germany. That's when yeah. they were pushing this stuff the hardest. It's almost as if they won the war and the people that they say totally like, no, America won the war. What are you talking about, jazz hands? America won the war. It's like, no, no, Jews did. And they they have picked up the script right where they left off. Um, yeah. However, however, it's not going very well. And as I like to point out, it's it's lasted exactly one generation since World War II. One full yeah, lifetime, yeah, not a generation. Yeah, yeah. One full yeah. lifetime. One full lifetime. Yeah. And it's in the bottom has completely fell out of it. And they thought that it was going to last for a millennia. Like mm-hmm. they thought that they thought their financial system and all this stuff was going to just last forever. Like, yeah, we're going to do gay right. stuff because we're censoring these people on the internet. They can't stop it. Like that's right. the that's the chutzpah. So, yeah. um. Should we go to break? I hear a lot of ums and yeahs. It sounds like you, <laughs> you want to go take a break. Right I, could, I could use a little break. Yes, I figured. Yes. Uh, so we'll go to break um, for some commercials and we'll be right back right here on FTS. You're listening to the show that changed your weekend forever. Fash the Nation. Fash the Nation.
you produce your own music and want to market it successfully, your solution, Fire.com. This is how digital music distribution works. Register, load up song, and earn money. Fire.com takes your music into over 300 download portals. For example, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, or Beatport. Register now and take off with Fire's professional music distribution. Load up your music. Resolution Radio, Radio, Radio. ResolutionRDO.com. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 
affiliate with a black man, just that's the way it is. You wouldn't affiliate with a, a white man. What we were preparing for is a full engagement war with the white race. White and black people are different. It's just the way it is, right? No friends, nothing to talk about. I don't want to be exterminated. Y'all are a problem. This is probably the first time someone like me and someone like you have joined forces the way we have to take on a common enemy. FTN. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to be having more commercials uh, coming along uh, from Antelope Hill Publishing. Uh, I don't know. I know that they had a sale on Hitler's birthday. I don't know if there's still a sale going on, but I know they released a lot of really cool books. Um, one of those is Michael's, so definitely check that out. Um, but we're going to talk about one more story, Steery here, uh, and I think it's shared on my screen. Yeah, there he is with that stupid fucking Ben Shapiro hat. Uh, like, I automatically hate this guy out of the out of the gate because of this hat. Um, <laughs> this guy is like a fake Nashville like country music guy. And if you look at the progression of of him from like a young age until now, like just by judging him on his appearance only, um, he be he becomes like more and more plastic and effeminate looking and like. More of it, like he looks like a fucking dandy, but like this, this, like I remember when, you know, country music was more kind of like the guys that were doing it, like in the 80s, 70s were like more manly looking. This is not, this is the, this guy looks like a fucking, like he's like a a mixture of like, I don't know, like a, like look at the shirt he's wearing. This is like, this is like a, uh, it's like a create, it's a Jewish like creation from like Hollywood. Like this is not a country music guy. And the hat, it's like, dude, like what is that? The little curls on the sides. It's just dumb. And you have bad opinions. Like we haven't even gotten to those, but. <laughs> oh just... man. Yeah. You know, it's funny to, you think about like how Jewish uh, hip hop and like all the black stuff, you know, is, and it, of course like Jews would be like stage managing uh, country music as well, you know, to make it very, uh, you know, just, just keep it anything, any space like that, you gotta, you gotta keep it well under control. I, I know nothing about this, this, this retard but he he does have a very uh i don't know kind of a punchable face he does yeah and 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 this is this is the bud uh the mm, bud light story which i was 
I've like in my seasoned sort of political acumen, I, I try not to pay too much attention to stories like these because they just don't really like bear much uh, in like they're, they're almost always a distraction. Um, yes, I didn't. I didn't. I haven't commented on this, and I haven't paid like any attention. I barely know the the gist of the story. I mean, I know that there was a tranny bud ad. I heard them on TDS talking about it, and how uh, you know there was the backlash and the phony sort of backlash and the back and forth. And uh, you know, Jesse went on a really good rant about it, and, and you know how there isn't like the alternative, and how a free market capitalism was real like a real thing like the invisible hand we would have you know something that's like fuck gays you know that's a popular beer but we don't have that choice so i i kind of i picked up on it from that and i i didn't even watch the ad um but i i have the same reaction to you do jazz like where the seasoned political thing where i'm sort of like yeah, this is just some sideshow you know yeah well and and to certain extent when you have conservatism involved it it always is Um, and, and they, they make it about every other possible issue. And I'll I'll just scroll through this article really quickly because this guy, um, is one of the leaders of this like anti-woke movement within conservatism. Um, he, he, and, and, uh, who is that sleepy Ben doctor that ran for president, Ben Carson, uh, and, and Larry Elder, who just is just like, what even is that? Um, guy like i'm not even sure they created their own bank because they thought <laughs> banks were too uh were too woke so they created a bank called old glory um and if you go to the website it looks like they're they're like just taking deposits and membership because they you know the jewish banking system is designed so that like you can't go create your own so they're like trying right. to do that um and it's just it's just like gay it's probably just taking people's money it's probably a grift um, but, uh, he, you know, he's like, his, his opinion is, you know, people just want beer and without any politics involved. Um, and this guy owns, uh, Redneck Riviera in Nashville, Tennessee. Anybody who's ever been to Nashville, it's just been like totally hollowed out with this like fake. God. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Redneck um, Riviera. I mean, it's just like, it, you know what it reminds me of? You, you remember when those fucking, um, what were they called? The, do you remember those bearded guys that were like, what the hell? They had a show, like a reality TV show, and they were all, they had like long beards. Do you know what I'm talking about? There was this like brothers or something. It was like a family. And they, they, were, they were all over m- merchandising and branding a number of uh, years ago, like 10 years ago. And there was this big thing where it was like, if you're a redneck, you, you, you buy this shit or you watch this show or I forget what they were called. Somebody, if you don't remember somebody in the comments will remember, but it was like this thing that lasted for a little bit. And it was such an obvious, like patronizing grift. Whenever I see anybody market something as redneck, it's just like, all right, you're not a fucking redneck. First of all, if you if you're, if you're calling your corporate branding redneck, you know, but I, I, oh, I hate that crap. Yeah, it's it's really those guys were. Yeah, it's I mean, the 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 premise of this though is that he owns an establishment that serves alcohol. Um and he he's somebody uh, he's somebody that I mean is also involved in conservatism and creating his own bank and all this stuff. And now he takes the line and and I haven't commented on this uh, really anywhere and so it's kind of like people may have already said what I'm going to say. Um but I mean, look at how, I mean, dude, like, what is this? 
is this is this the guy from like Willy? Is this like Willy Wonka and and like uh, Ben Shapiro, like country Ben Shapiro, like rocking it out? Like this is this is what you're supposed to think are cool, like J- Big Kenny, Big Kenny. I mean, dude, like what what the fuck? Uh, but yeah, they say. Um, well, it looks like they've come out with this pro-America, patriotic, old-school Budweiser-looking ad with the Clydesdales and the red, white, and blue and all that. It's just the funny the funny way that Rich talks. It's almost like he just adds words to sound, like, inarticulate. Um, well, a little late for that. You know the American public. We never left alone. Any, we're never left alone anymore. We just want to be left alone because we're conservatives. We literally can't go anywhere without something divisive or political being thrown into our face. And I think when they went after the beer can, you know, something that people have loved for decades, you know, Bud Light, Coors Light, that's kind of like going after Ford or Chevy. You just can't do that. And you've got people that have had brand loyalty, man, because, you know, it's all about brand loyalty, Warren. Bud, and Bud, uh, yeah, and Bud Light. Yeah. Bud Light yeah. I'll, I'll just interject. Bud Light is something that, like, the fucking real dirt balls around here in West Virginia – We'll we'll drive up and down the road in their pickup trucks and we'll just drink Bud Light and throw the cans out the windows. And you will go if I do like a trash cleanup. I'll, I'll I usually this time of the year we'll do like a trash pickup along our road. My my parents like little back road and it's just nothing but picking up Bud Light. So it's like you know Bud Light was already like the symbol of like low tier. You know like not not the best not not sending their best of a certain kind of rural person. Um, and it, and it's like now now like the the, the you, you jump to the moral defense. By the way, Duck Dynasty was the thing I was trying to think of. You remember oh, Duck yeah, Dynasty? Cuck, Cuck Dynasty, yeah. Uh huh. Yes, 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 yes. That's the kind of shit that I fucking hate. But anyway, continue. Yeah. So um, so th- this is he he keeps going. He says um. You've got people drinking this beer since you know like forever. That's what they drink, and they feel betrayed by it. And they just can't believe that now when they're sitting down to relax and have a beer at the end of the day, it's just in their face again. And I think they've had just enough of it. And he says that he was not personally upset by Bud Light's choice to use a trans sponsor. Oh, my God. It's now, well, now, listen here. Oh, now, you cannot call me no bigot. I have black grandchildren black great grandchildren and jewish wife so Wait, you cannot what? What? I'm, making, I'm making i'm making it up i have okay, no idea okay okay i was like you gotta scroll up jazz because i can't see his 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 wife now his wife does actually look like she got hit by a bus uh in the face um i, but, I thought that was a real quote because you hadn't scrolled no, up but i'm like Wait no a minute, i'm just no i i should i should sort fact from fiction um <laughs> But uh, but but he he does the whole thing where he's he's like totally not upset by that. Like he goes on this long, turgid, like inarticulate, like word salad of like people have just had enough of it and they just want to have their beer and the ding dong. It's like, yeah, they want to have their beer. And they want to watch an intact male sell it to them on television. They don't want, they don't want to, they don't want the tranny. They don't like the faggot shit. Like they do not like it. But, but when it comes down to brass tacks for, uh, for, you know, whatever this guy's name is, rich, rich, you know, rich Shabos, uh, country guy, uh, he's not personally upset by it because 
It's perfectly within their rights to market their product however they want to. And he knew there were several people involved in the decision to go with this marketing campaign. I wasn't upset that they did it, he said, but I thought, wow, I don't think that's going to turn out like the thought. And of course, now you look up and and I think Bud, (laughs) like this morning, is approaching $7 billion in revenue lost already. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Do you think guy that they've lost seven billion dollars because people like beer or they don't want faggots selling them beer they don't want men who are dressed as women who are being you are being told that you have to say that that is a woman they don't want to buy that beer is it because why don't you just speak in very plain terms oh i know because the people who control your entire career arc will crash your fucking dandy country music tour uh with no survivors, you will be just like Kanye West if you say that you don't like this because of gay stuff. Um, and and that's the only reason why. It's like, what are you really saying though? I scrolled through and it's like, I mean, look at the it's like, dude, I mean, but this is where this is where I'm gonna play gotcha with Mr. Rich. He brought up his own brand of whiskey, also called Redneck Riviera. Somebody, and by the way, as people have pointed out, most Liquor companies in America are owned by Jewish conglomerates. And when they, when you get your own liquor brand or you come up with your own liquor brand, you purchase it, you purchase the license, you purchase, purchase the chemical makeup, you purchase all of the bullshit, including that little story, that, that little just so story. If you could see me playing this little violin, this just so story about how good old grandpappy went down to the still in, in during prohibition and he came up with this special blend of his whiskey all on his own. And this is uh, generations of hard work and American blah, blah, blah. That's probably on the back of Redneck Riviera. It's all about John Rich. It's all fake. All of those stories with few exceptions that are written on the back of alcohol bottles about the founding of a comp- company and how it was discovered and whatever. It's all fake. It's all part of the branding that they sell you when you license liquor. People can look it up when, whenever they want, however they want. Point being is this guy's got a bar and he's got his own brand of whiskey. Um, and he carries pretty much every name brand of alcohol in his bar. Um, and he said he acknowledged that it is a much smaller operation. He's making a big bet here too, by the way, um, that, we're never going to throw some curveball at y'all that goes outside of what the brand itself is all about. It's like, oh yes, you will, John Rich. If the Jew tells you that it's you, you, your career is on the line, and you're going to put a fucking tranny uh, on in your bar selling the the shots outside of the bar where they're trying to get revelers to come in, um, you're going to do it, and you're going to love it when you do it. Do we know who made the decision? Like, who made the call? to do that yes. with Bud Light? Yeah. Uh, it is a woman who is now on a leave of absence, and her name is uh, Alyssa... Uh, it's Alyssa, like, Heiderschneid. Heiderschneid. Um, I cannot confirm if she's Jewish. Her her facial features look very, very Jewish, but it does not say that she's Jewish anywhere, and that name is is a uh, actually a Luxembourg uh, ish name, Heiderschneid. It's actually a town in Luxembourg. So, um, we don't know, but she, she basically was like, there's some TikTok videos of her out there saying, and she's, she's like a VP. The other reason she circumstantial speculation that she's Jewish is that she is a VP of Bud Light at age 36 
And um, she is like in charge of everything. And her, the TikTok video of her out there is like, well, the Bud Light brand has just been tanking for decades and uh, it's going to continue to tank. It's going to continue to shrink unless we do something different to market it toward different younger people. And this is what I'm going to do. And she's basically what she's saying. What she's really saying is Bud Light is a beer consumed by white men. Their numbers are declining. So is the company's. We have to make a pivot. And the pivot is into like Dylan Mulvaney dick cutoff like thing in I guess or something. But here's where I'm gonna thunderstrike. Here's where I'm gonna thunderstrike Rich. And yeah. then and, and then I probably have to go. Um he, you know, he's he's talking about this patriotic ad, which I was gonna play today, but people have already seen it. This ad, like this is what that Alyssa Heiderschneid came up with too, to like make amends. Is this like, I mean, look at the fucking thumbnail for this, like the Clydesdale, like rising up on its rear legs and like, you know, and and the, and the commercial is about as fake and gay as John Rich himself is, which is like th this beer speaks to the true inherent core of the American spirit. Look at this Clydesdale run across the screen, America. I mean, that's basically what it is. This is how they're going to make it better. They're going to show Dylan. Mulvaney uh, side by side, an obvious male dressed in makeup and a dress with the Clydesdale. And you can just have both options, Warren. You can have either Bud Light you choose. It's pick your own adventure if you like. Um, but here's where I'm going to thunderstrike John Rich because he says over and over again, I would never do anything like this. People don't want their beer politicized. We don't want. <laughs> oh, yeah, fag. Oh, yeah. So it seemed like you were pretty proud when they banned Russian standard. Oh my in your god. state oh and, my god and you were pretty excited about the fact that uh tito's vodka which probably isn't even owned by a texan oh uh was going god. to ramp up production because tito sucks i'm sorry there are probably tito's enjoyers out there if you've ever had druski standard it's very fucking good and i was i was really mad about this so i have some personal investment here but look what he says the governor of New Hampshire. Can you zoom in at all on that uh, on that uh, on that screen? I, I, oh, I yeah, perfect, try. excellent. I Thank will you. try. Um, you did, but the, these beautiful Russian standard bottles. Um, and he says, "I bet Texas-based Tito's vodka is ramping up production. Drink American, Redneck Rivier. Um, You know, and he's he's cheering this on. He's basically cheering on a a very an overtly political act, a a ban on a on a product. Um, and Kimberly A, uh, army vet, business owner, transsexual. I don't know if she's transsexual. Probably not. Um, but she says the governor of New Hampshire, but all but banned, a, a, all but a banned on Russian made liquor and ordered it to be removed from all state owned liquor stores as of this morning. How many others will follow suit? Redneck Riviera. Hopefully all of them. Oh my so God. this like this freedom, love and liberty, well, love and man. You know what? I'm, I'm getting flashbacks. This reminds me exactly. Of when, uh, who was it that said, "Don't politicize the Waukesha shooting"? Yes, uh, and then and then fucking. Or no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm I'm mixing it up. I'm mixing it up. There was the don't. Let's not politicize the tragedy that we always hear. But also, there was the uh, I don't support the the senator from from Wisconsin. I don't support hate crimes laws. Period. I don't. I'm not a fan of hate crimes. Period. And then we catch the motherfucker voting in favor of the fucking COVID hate crimes bill that the ADL yeah. was sponsoring. That's what it 100%. was. 
Yes, that's what it was. It was, is Daryl Brooks, a, is he guilty of a hate crime? Oh, I'll, I, I'm just not, a, let's not politicize it. I'm, I'm just, I don't support hate crime stuff in general. Next day, or, or actually last week before that, vote for ADL hate crimes bill. Same thing, same thing. Fucking, oh my God, these people, these people. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's it's pretty ridiculous. But but it's 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 all it's all par for the course. Um yes. and, and and it's another thing too like their conservative like values would not under normal circumstances if you just apply them universally, which is how they say they should be applied. Banning banning products from the store uh by the state is not something that they would support because if they were banning uh, I don't know, rifles or knives or like whatever they would have that. What would John Rich probably say? What would any conservative say? Well, they would be like, well, that's what the power of the markets are all about. Yeah. Uh, we'll just let the markets decide whether people want to buy it. It's like, yeah, nigger, because guess what? People probably would buy it. Like you probably wouldn't be able to keep Russian standard on the shelves. You'd have a different kind of supply problem. It's not that there wouldn't be any on the shelves because you took them away. It's because people would start to buy this shit. I have been an evangelist of Russian standard vodka forever um, just because it's it's really good. And it's and it, it's like for for a leader, it's like it was pre-inflate pre-COVID inflation, like, I don't know, 30 bucks, 35 bucks. But anyway. I mean, these people, yeah. it's like, it's like, I'm not a redneck. I'm in the redneck business, you know, like yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's literally it. Uh, that's literally it. it, 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 it and it's the same thing with the fucking, uh, that, that, that line in this article where he's like, which I'm not against what they did, but look, let's not look politicize it. I mean, it's the same thing. We always hear about race. Always. It's, it's I'm, I'm sorry. But John Rich looks like more of a uh, more of a biological female than than Dylan Mulvaney in these two I photographs. I agree. I agree. He does. Yeah. Like he looks like this looks, this looks like actress. a weather. I forget her name, but there's an actress that, that that he he looks like a lot uh, in 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 those pictures. It's just like if you gave a, a mustache. I'll find the name of the actress. It's an actress from uh, I think she was in uh, Edward Scissorhands. Uh, it looks exactly like that guy. He looks like a man who cries a lot. Like he just cries, like he cries all the time about things. Like gets really emotional and cries and upset. Like little things bother him. What is, what is the lifestyle of this this redneck? You know what is his what is his uh, what is his personal uh, lifestyle? I'm sure it's just like a regular old down home country person. I'm absolutely he, sure. Dude, he you probably know? He, he probably is like into like really like fucked up shit. Just like um, remember the guy, remember the guy that that was uh, the the president of that Liberty University or whatever it was, uh, the Falwell Jerry Falwell Jr. Like he had this kind of like not country music, but this sort of like I'm a down home conservative, good old boy. I don't you know I believe in Jesus and I love peace. And he's like he's like a cuckold with like Miami pool boys and like dressing up like uh, you know just I mean. <laughs> Like, well, like I said, it's funny. I forgot the name Duck Dynasty, but I remember when that shit was being marketed everywhere. Like you'd go into Walmart and you'd see those fucking bearded faces everywhere, and I and you always get that that sense of like pure. I mean, like the Jews spend, you know, eleven months out of twelve shitting on white people, rural white people, rural men, uh, you know, rednecks, hillbillies, whatever. 
But then every now and then they drag out the plastic, you know, you talk about goy feet. I mean, it's just, it's so just, oh my God, this, this kind of shit. You know, this is more disgusting. This guy and what he said there is more disgusting than the Bud. Because you see the Bud Light ad, it's just, okay, there's a Jew here pushing an extreme agenda, you know, through this shitty, disgusting beer uh, company that, that mm-hmm. already caters to, uh, you know, not the noblest factor in, in white America. I mean, it's one of those things that it's it's like the, the Bud, the culture around Bud Light is something that is trying to like lower white white people down to the level of worker units that occasionally you can scoop them up to go fight Iraqis or something or Iranians you know it's 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 not to elevate you know white men into something higher or to even give them some dignity but the bud light culture it's big in west virginia and it's definitely like a lower lower tier thing but it's like this kind of thing is more disgusting to me than the actual than the actual tranny ad. I mean, because it, it, it's, it's the same old conservative thing. This is how we've gotten to where we are today. 60 years of this, 80 years of this, you know, one step forward, two steps back, five steps back. Oh, yeah. They've been doing it over and over again. Um, but I got to go, uh, and I just ripped my fucking headphones. Dude, I got I to gotta get rid of these headphones. Every time I put my hand down, it, like, rips the jack out of my ear. Like, why there needs to be a fucking jack in the ear and on the other end. It's like, yeah, let's have two jacks. So there's two points of failure. This is great. Great job. <laughs> from, from, from Sennheiser, of all brands. Maybe they got green mailed by the Jews, and that's why it's shitty. Um, well, thank you, Jazz, for having me on. And uh, yeah, we won't let we won't let a couple months go by before I before I, I come back on again. It's it's great to be with you. Yes, you as well. Great to be with you celebrating this man's birthday. So we'll yes. say happy birthday once again, uh, and we'll, we'll maybe even put in some nice videos at the end uh, to commemorate. Yes, and we. We'll see you guys next week. See ya. Vierzehn Jahre sind seit dem Tage vergangen, an dem wir damals als kleine und unbekannte Bewegung zum ersten Male in diesem Saale vor die Öffentlichkeit und damit vor das deutsche Volk getreten sind. Ich weiß, dass damals viele die Aussichtlosigkeit dieser Bewegung beurteilten nach dem Maß ihrer damaligen Größe und dem Maß der Größe der Aufgaben, die gestellt waren. Sie alle hatten eines nicht erkannt, dass eine solche Bewegung natürlich Zeit braucht und Zeit haben muss, dass der neue Staat nicht eines Tages von den Wolken sich niederfällt, sondern dass aus dem Volk selbst herauswachsen muss. Denn wenn ich Freude und Glaube und Zuversicht und Fanatismus und Hingabe bekommen will, dann muss ich dorthin gehen, wo diese Tugenden noch zu finden sind. Und sie sind zu finden im Volk selbst, in der breiten Macht dieses Volkes. Da wollen wir denn in dieser Stunde wieder unseren alten Schlachtruf ausstoßen, unsere nationalsozialistische Partei, unser deutsches Volk und unser deutsches Reich dienen Sie alle! Sie alle!
glaube niemals an fremde Hilfe, niemals an Hilfe, die außerhalb unserer eigenen Nation, unseres eigenen Volkes liegt. Die nun selbst allein liegt die Zukunft des deutschen Volkes. Mit diesen Leuten bin ich fertig geworden, als ein einsamer, unbekannter Mann, der eine Handvoll Menschen an sich zog. Mit 15 Jahren bin ich mit diesen Leuten fertig geworden. Heute ist Deutschland die größte Weltmacht. Sie geben es heute zu, dass es möglich gewesen wäre, leichtere Verständigungen herbeizuführen. Aber sie wollten das nicht. Sie wollten den Krieg. Guten! Das haben mir einst meine inneren Gegner auch gesagt. Ich habe den Aufruf die Hand gegeben. Sie haben sie zurückgestoßen. Sie schrien auf, nein, nicht Versöhnung, nicht Verständigung, sondern Kampf. Gut, sie haben den Kampf bekommen. Nicht für Ideen leben wir. Nicht für Theorien. Nicht für fantastische Parteiprogramme. Nein, leben und kämpfen tun wir für das deutsche Volk. Für die Erhaltung seiner Existenz. Deutsches Volk gibt uns vier Jahre. Und ich höre dir, so wie wir und so wie ich in dieses Amt eintrat, so will ich danken. Ich tat es nicht um Gehalt und nicht um Lohn. Ich tat es um deiner Selbst Am Beginn des achten Jahres der nationalsozialistischen Revolution wenden sich unsere Herzen unserem deutschen Volk zu, seiner Zukunft. Hier wollen wir dienen, für sie wollen wir kämpfen, wenn notwendig fallen, niemals kapitulieren. Deutschland, sieg heil! <lacht>
Listen to Resolution Radio, Radio, Radio. ResolutionRDO.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size for incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency. Get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. 
We are the American Freedom Party. This is the most urgent time in the history of Western civilization. In the year 1900, white people of European descent comprised 35% of the world population. Today it is less than 9% and falling fast. Europe is being overrun with Middle Eastern immigrants, and America's founding stock is rapidly being replaced with third world peoples from around the globe. For the last 50 years, every influential institution in this nation, our schools and universities, our media, our churches and our employers have promoted policies and principles that teach whites to be ashamed of their great heritage and birthright. We, who in the 1950s, the 1960s, and 1970s were the world's dominant force, are now so afraid of being called racist that we were quailing towards irrelevance and extinction. Join the American Freedom Party today. Reach us at theamericanfreedomparty.us or call us at 701-317-5317. Paid for by the American Freedom Party.